Welcome back to Damn Good Movie Memories. I'm your host, Brian Davis. Movie soundtracks used to be a big deal. Nowadays, not so much. But back in the late 70s, all the way through the 90s, a really high-quality movie soundtrack could carry a film, even if the movie wasn't that good, or if the movie just didn't do well at the box office, the soundtrack could make up for those losses. But nowadays, the soundtrack is kind of an afterthought. So what we're going to talk about is a wide range of movie soundtracks, and so I'll, I'll kick off this episode with my personal top five, and then we'll get into everyone else's, which um, is very interesting to hear what everyone considers their favorite movie soundtrack. Okay, so number five on my list for my personal favorite movie soundtracks is The Karate Kid from 1984. Now, a lot of people might forget about this movie soundtrack, but there's some great songs on there. But they're not, they aren't from artists that are really well known. I, th- I think the best known artist would be Survivor, and they did the song The Moment of Truth. But there's other really great songs on the soundtrack. So the, the most popular one probably being uh, You're the Best by Joe Bean Esposito. Now, this, of course, comes during uh, the, the scene where Daniel LaRusso is fighting um, against all the Cobra Kai guys. Uh, at the end during the tournament. Now, it's not at the very uh, pivotal scene where he fights Johnny, but it's kind of like the montage that leads up um, to him finally you know, fighting Johnny at the end. But in addition, you also get some fun songs like Bop, Bop, Bop on the Beach, like when Daniel Russo meets Johnny for the first time while he's trying to date Allie with an eye. Um, there's also a song called No Shelter, which is a great um, song when... Daniel's running from the Cobra Kai's after the Halloween party, which is a really cool song. And then there's uh, another song called uh, Feel the Night when um, Allie and Daniel are at Golf and Stuff, which is basically a miniature golf place. Remember those kids? And they were having fun doing that. So again, Karate Kid, really strong soundtrack. I think you can download it on iTunes now. I mean, it's worth it just for You're the Best Around because that's an amazing song. One interesting note I forgot to mention about the song You're the Best is there's a lyric that says history repeats itself. Well, really, this song was written for uh, Sylvester Stallone for Rocky Three. It was supposed to be used in Rocky Three. However, Stallone turned it down. So that's why uh, history repeats itself really doesn't make sense for the Karate Kid because the kid had never been in a tournament before. But suspend belief, it's a good song. And it's still one of my favorites. Number four on my list is Last Action Hero from 1993. Now this is, let's say, it's a terrible movie. Don't get me wrong, it it is a bad movie. But this is also what I'm talking about. This is where the soundtrack actually is way more popular than the the movie. Um, You have some top-notch classic rock artists mixed in with kind of the hard rock artists of the time. So the biggest being Alice in Chains, and they actually have two songs on this, uh, What the Hell Have I?, and A Little Bitter. Now, both are tremendous songs. Very easily could have been on their 1992 Dirt album. Um, But you also get ACDC recording an original song called Big Gun, uh, which is terrific. You have Megadeth playing Angry Again. Um, Def Leppard does Two Steps Behind, which is kind of an acoustic moody ballad. It's kind of out of place, but it's it's not a bad song. Queensryche does a song called Real World, which is very orchestral. Um, But then you get... Um, you know, Aerosmith playing Dream On. And so you'll know this comes from 
the MTV uh, 10 year anniversary where they perform with a symphony. So it's actually a kind of a rare treat. So if you're a fan of Aerosmith, it's cool hearing this version and Steven Tyler just sounds awesome on it. The other one is um, Poison, in My, Poison My Eyes by Anthrax. Uh, John Bush had kind of just joined the band at the time. This was the Sound of White Noise era. But then you also get Tesla. And this is before Tesla became synonymous with a car, um, Tesla will forever be the hard rock band from the 80s, also from the Sacramento area. And they do the song called Last Action Hero. So again, if you're a fan of hard rock, you're a fan of uh, rock of the early 90s, this is definitely one to pick up. But you can pretty much avoid the movie. Number three on my list, Footloose from 1984. Now, I didn't actually see Footloose in the theater because I was too young, so my first exposure to the film was the soundtrack that my mom purchased on cassette. And I remember many a drive in the family Dodge Caravan, which also had a stick shift, listening to the soundtrack over and over again. Now, my favorite song was Never by Moving Pictures. Now, you'll remember Never was when Kevin Bacon gets all angry because he's kicked off the team and he's just a new kid in town. And he starts just running all over this empty warehouse doing gymnastics. And I guarantee it was a stunt double. But it was funny. And it was fun. And hey, it's the 80s, so anything goes. Anyway, so I eventually saw the movie on video. And even at a young age, was kind of incredulous about the plot of the film. What? They can't dance in this town? This is just ridiculous. Eventually, I would just suspend belief and enjoy the movie for what it is. And to amuse myself, my parents, and whoever happened to be around when the movie was on, I would do the Kevin Bacon dance that occurred at the final dance scene during the song Footloose by Kenny Loggins. I'm not even sure I can really explain it well, but basically it's almost like line dancing, but done as goofy as possible when the lyrics, Everybody cut, everybody cut, everybody cut, everybody cut Footloose. And when that begins, then that's that's what I started to do. So, yes, I will continue to embarrass myself here. But anyway, also on the soundtrack, you have Denise Williams doing Let's Hear It For The Boy. Great song. You have Mike Reno from Loverboy and Ann Wilson of Heart singing Almost Paradise. Bonnie Tyler does Holding Out For A Hero, which is the famous scene, the tractor chicken scene. Um, you also get Kenny Loggins doing another song called I'm Free. Sammy Hagar does The Girl Gets Around, which is the great scene when Laurie Singer's playing chicken with uh, in the middle of the road because she has a death wish. I'm not sure why. And then it wasn't on the original soundtrack. In the re-release, they actually added songs that were in the movie but weren't on the original soundtrack. These being Quiet Riot, which was uh, Bang Your Head, Metal Health, which I always liked, but I could never figure out why it was on the soundtrack. John Mellencamp doing Hurt So Good, which if you remember the bar scene, that's playing. And then Foreigner, Waiting for a Girl Like You, when the dance actually gets going, but nobody knows how to dance. And then magically, they all just become, like, amazing breakdancers. Yeah, I know, it's a crazy movie, but it's the 80s, so it's awesome. Number two on my list, The Blues Brothers from 1980. This was almost my number one pick, and actually was for a couple weeks until I changed it, and you'll see why later. Um, but this is an amazing soundtrack. And so often, you, you know, as I stated before, you might have a movie that isn't that great, but the, the soundtrack makes up for it. Well, here's one where it's basically equal. Awesome movie, awesome soundtrack. Um, and really what makes this movie are all of the guest musicians. You have Ray Charles doing Shake a Tail Feather. You have James Brown doing The Old Landmark. Aretha Franklin does Think. You have Cab Calloway doing Minnie the Moocher. You still hear Minnie the Moocher at stadiums now because it's kind of that... 
you know, chant, um, you know, Heidi, 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 ho, and everyone repeats. Everyone loves that. And then you have the definitive um, version of Sweet Home Chicago by the amazing backup band that the Blues Brothers have. You know, you have like Duck Dunn, who plays bass, and Steve Cropper playing guitar. And these are the original Stax guys um, that did, you know, Otis Redding and Booker T and the MGs. And that's why this music is so good. I mean, you have the true blues musicians playing this stuff. It's just tremendous. So the only bummer part about this particular soundtrack is that certain songs weren't included. Um, The one that sticks out the most is Boom Boom by John Lee Hooker. John Lee Hooker was badass, and this is just a tremendous version that's on the the soundtrack. But that isn't on the soundtrack. It's in the movie, but it should have been on the soundtrack. If you have the new re-release of the DVD, they actually have the whole version of Boom Boom on there, and it's, it's worth checking out just for that. So in addition to the musical scenes, I mean, in the actual movie, the, the musicians do a tremendous job just, you know, in their acting, so it's, it's really kind of funny. Um, also, like, Sam and Dave are on the movie, but they're not on the soundtrack, but all, all good stuff. This very easily could have been my number one choice. All right, for number one on my list... I'm going to cheat a little bit, but since it's my list, I can do whatever I want. But I'm going to choose Rocky, and it's not just one Rocky movie, it's kind of the franchise. And let's be honest, without you know the, the stellar music, especially in the first movie, the movie would have been great, don't get me wrong, but it wouldn't have been a classic. I mean, the training montage alone, with the opening notes that are going to fly now, was groundbreaking. It really changed how movies were made, especially those training montages or fight scenes. Um, pretty much every movie after that owes you know a debt of gratitude to Stallone and, and what he came up with. And Bill Conti's score is just amazing in the first Rocky, especially because it's not just the training montage; it's also the fight scene. And so the the power of the, of that music and just you, you're in there, and then you can hear the horns and the symphony and just everything going going you know with that that fight is just amazing. Really, really great. Now, even with the third movie. Stallone wanted to use Another One Bites the Dust from Queen. Queen decided not to give uh, Stallone the rights to the movie. So he used an unknown band at the time called Survivor and ended up using a song called Eye of the Tiger. Well, that ended up being the perfect song for that movie. You have the opening bass line that just builds and builds and builds and then comes crashing in with these drums that basically sound like punches. It's perfect. It's actually way better for that movie than Another One Bites the Dust. You know, magic just, you know, struck again for him. And then you have in the fourth movie, which is uh, underrated soundtrack-wise, you have James Brown doing Living in America, which was James Brown's last hit. And then you also have um, Survivor coming back with Burning Heart. And that's another underrated song. And then the, the singing on that is amazing. I mean, his vocals just soar. So yeah, definitely the Rocky franchise, to me, is, is is as good as it gets when it comes to movie soundtracks. First interview of the week, it's going to be Enrica. Hi. But now I have to put you first. That's good. <laughs> that works out well. Oh no. <laughs> you can edit that Oh out. yes. So this week, we're gonna, this one's going to be super fun because I think we're going to be all over the map on this one. Yes. So totally. we're doing favorite movie soundtracks of any era. So this could be the actual... Um, you know, you buy the CD and you have all the music on it. It can also be the score if you want to. Oh, okay. But we'll, okay. We can stick with just the traditional soundtracks <laughs> for now. So, yeah. So, what are your favorites? Yeah. So, I didn't really go with score, although I think some of them you can count as a score mm-hmm. um, because some of them are, like, musicals. So, 
the in that cat I have like categories. I haven't broken down my categories. Seriously, <laughs> I have like musical slash could also be considered the score of the production. Then I have like the film, like it's essential to it, the story, and it's right. kind of embedded in the film. And mm-hmm. then I have like like just a series of songs that were in the movie that were put on a CD and released, and it was. Really, like, a, a big part of it. Anyway, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we have a backstory behind all this. We have a, we have a glossary. So embarrassing. So, um, no, have at it. I'm so. a total music freak. Yes. So, that, like, you with movies yeah. and sports, it's like, that's music for me. So, um, most of the time I watch movies for the music. Mm-hmm. But, so the scores, the two that really stick with me are West Side Story, mm-hmm. Soundtime. It's just an ingenious musical score like if, even if you try and sing along you, you just don't try right don't try <laughs> like, even if you're like a trained musician <laughs> it's just so complicated and wonderful and interesting mm-hmm. and great dance music like if you're learning to dance um and then the lion king elton john yes. it's just of my youth and mm-hmm. so good and it translated so well to stage production and they even you know kind of made it I think he won several Grammys. Can You Feel the Love Tonight was like Song of the Year or yeah. something ridiculous like that. Yes. Um, which I, was written specific. The whole, all of those songs were written specifically for the film, so. It seemed like the later era, starting with The Little Mermaid, they kept, all those Disney movies kept having more and more major stars be part of those soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really know. Because didn't Phil Collins do Tarzan he or something? He did. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not crazy about. Them. Oh, I love I love Genesis. Mm-hmm. Love Genesis. I think they're amazing. Phil Collins. Eh. Not so much. And Phil Collins is like really good, but Tarzan is like Phil Collins light. Yeah. It's like so <laughs> bland. Anyway, Where's sorry. Elton El- John pretty much sounded like Elton John on the line. Yeah, and you know he also did like I think a lot of of research mm-hmm. and how to make it feel really like grandiose and beautiful yep. and majestic majestic is the word you're kind of going for when you're telling the story of Africa yeah etc anyway that was my musicals West Side Story and Lion King and then mm-hmm. for like the film vibe where the music kind of is the story and kind of drives the movie definitely Oh Brother Where Art Thou mm. yeah that's like a really good Man one. of Constant Sorrow is the probably the best bluegrass song written in like the decade and it was written for a movie right. like just to be part of a silly story which is just an amazing that's story awesome. i love what brother rocked out and the, the whole soundtrack is good mm-hmm. but like that song is just iconic so is that where you like the, the soundtrack better than the actual movie uh no because i love the movie too okay. i mean it's so hard because without the soundtrack it wouldn't be a movie it wouldn't be the same movie so it's like they're mm-hmm. so dependent on one another the yeah. story on the music and the music on the story that it's hard to be like I think know. that's key I think that's really you know? key yeah so that's one and then the two that are like perfectly dated and that if you were to go listen to the soundtrack right now you'd be like transported to that era uh-huh. and like that I mean I wasn't I wasn't really a person in either of these eras, but That's okay. because of the music, I feel like I can be. Sure. And one is The Graduate. Yeah. Simon Garfunkel. Yeah, which is amazing. amazing. Yeah. And I you forget it. that they, those were, yeah, those were specifically for the yeah. soundtrack at the time. Yeah. Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. And what was the, there was another song that was kind of like the main song. Um, uh, Sound of Silence? No. 
but that was uh, in it a lot. Was it in The Graduate? Yeah. Oh, was it in the pool? And right. Oh, my gosh. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember the scenes, and I remember, you remember the, the songs. songs. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I, I, that whole... Oh, I love Simon Garfunkel, first of oh, all. Yeah. And the fact that he did a movie... You forget about that because they were just kind of like folk icons. Yeah, no, that's an excellent one. And what was the other one? Oh, sorry, the yeah. last one was Dirty Dancing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not, I, I'm not an '80s like kid by any means. There, and you know, my generation always like the '80s are dumb. The '80s <laughs> are the worst decade, and now we're finally like coming around to it. We're kind of yeah. like, wait a second. It's actually a fun decade. Why did I think that? What? Because we were from the 90s That's and we right. wanted to just immediately reject anything that came before us. But obviously, like now with Stranger Things and... Yeah. Which is interesting because when I... So I'm a kid of the 80s, but I always thought the 70s were cool because I loved the rock me And I loved the really? 60s. Really? You yeah. didn't have a problem? Didn't have a problem with any of it. I always loved what happened before 90s kids were always like at least my my 90s folk were always like the 80s were the worst like the music was bad the culture was stupid like I don't know (laughs) but then later you just kind of you kind of realize no there was so many interesting things going on you know Taylor Swift came out with 1989 and reintroduced some well, there was a lot of synth pop sure. being revitalized in major by mainstream artists for a while, but then Taylor Swift was like, I'm going to make it famous, and did that, and then Stranger Things started to capture... It's funny about Dirty Dancing, because I'm pretty sure my mom wouldn't let me watch the movie. Really? Because, yeah, because I'm pretty sure they didn't want to explain what an abortion was, oh, yeah, and all that yeah. fun stuff. There's a lot of adult themes. Yeah, yeah, but the soundtrack, we had the tape, so it was constantly listening yeah. to Time, Time of My, of my life, life, and all the amazing, like, Otis Redding songs. And, it's yeah. a good, well, it takes place where I grew up, so yeah, no, yeah. The, that story was always, like, big in my air, because mm-hmm. the resort they stay at is an actual, like, actually was a lifeguard. At oh, that so. resort, they modeled uh-huh. it off of the Pine Hill Resort or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it was always so cool being like, oh, yeah, those bungalows. You could drive by and, like, mm-hmm. see all, like, the bungalows. And it was such a thing in, like, the 60s and yeah. 70s, all the the city people coming up from the city. So it was just kind of about that, and that was fun. And then this, the music, I didn't really appreciate it until... Sure. Later, and I was like, "This is a nice little time capsule." Oh, totally! And there's some great classic R and B on there. I even like "She's Like the Wind" from Patrick She's Swayze. Like the wind. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> guilty pleasure. That's one of my guilty pleasure songs. Okay, so yeah. what, what else is on your list? That was that? it. I That's mean, awesome. I could keep going, but I don't want to take up. You can take time. up as much time as if you have other ones that. You okay, could, Newsies. Yeah. Okay. That was a '90s mm-hmm. story. Christian Bale. Yeah. God, terrible. But like. Seize the day and all these really kind of another Disney thing that in Disney movies I'm not I don't like watch for the music but there's mm-hmm. a few that stick out and I think this is one of them okay. anything that kind of just it sticks out in your head as being yeah good news is great and then we think hmm there's so many goodies so many goodies <laughs> even like I don't know Independence Day anything. <laughs> What about Armageddon? Armageddon. Just for the Aerosmith song. <laughs> right. Yeah. God. I love it. John Williams. Yeah. And, you know, to me, John Williams is, like, pretty iconic, of mm-hmm. course, but everything he does always sounds It does insane. sound similar, but... And Lord of the Rings, the whole trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
The Hobbit song in Lord of the Rings is so perfect. You know, the, the whole identity of the Hobbit is being like this tiny, whimsical man yeah. who just loves to eat and play in the garden. Like, how do you capture that with music? Oh, a penny whistle, duh. Like, <laughs> so I remember learning how to play like the theme song on the penny whistle. Mm-hmm. And, like, what about the Free Willy soundtrack? Oh God, of course. I mean, the Free Willy soundtrack wasn't really a. It wasn't like a soundtrack. I mean, there was a score yeah. that was throughout the film mm-hmm. and that had some 80s flavor in yeah. it, like early 90s flavor. And then there was the end, right. which was the Michael Jackson video for Will You Be There? Yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> just watch it over and over and over again. Rewind, play. So Rewind, play. Did you get the bodyguard or were you too young? For I, was, I must You're, have been too young. Okay. I don't remember. I think that, that was early 90s. I'm trying to think of more yeah. early 90s, but yeah. All right, those cool. are all awesome. Thank you for doing your homework. I have another add-on. Yes, go ahead. And it's not a movie, but it's a video game. Go ahead. And it deserves attention. You can have it. Interstate 76. I, I've never heard of that. Oh, my God. It's a vigilante car game mm-hmm. where you, it takes place in 1976, and you're a vigilante gangster you drive you design your own car you mount guns on the top of your car and you drive around and you like do missions you mm-hmm. shoot people you're, i think that the mission is like to avenge your dead girlfriend or something okay. but it's awesome and the soundtrack is like the 70s funkadelic soundtrack it was actually actually written by third eye blind <laughs> or I like would, i think it would be better if she's like the one who was playing <laughs> that would have been amazing or but look it up yeah. anybody who's listening that's interested in <laughs> funk Look up what the Third Eye Blind wrote for for Interstate 76. It's some good music. So you should have done, like, <laughs> Shaft, Superfly. If you want the original 70s. Well, yeah. Like, yeah but, mean, like, I'm I'm digesting, like, a 90s kid version of okay. it. That's okay. And it, it put me in touch with the decade, man. <laughs> Thank you, Interstate. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, we're back with Sarah, and so she's totally prepared for her favorite movie soundtracks. Write that soundtracks. down. <laughs> Write Write that down. down. <laughs> um, so this is, it has to be the soundtrack as a whole. Can't, we're, we'll eventually do favorite, you know, songs Song and off. movies, but this one, you have right. to like the majority of the soundtrack. Uh, well, I did mention once before in in my um, gangster movies, it was, um, A Bronx Tale is phenomenal. Yeah. And as well as Forrest Gump has a great one. That is a great one. Right? Everybody, you go through that and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Love that one. Well, what's cool is you basically threw American history. Right. That was the yeah, great thing yeah. about, about Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. Um, the Big Chill was one that I, I still, yeah, I, I had that before you had ever seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I think I ordered it off of one of those CD clubs. <laughs> You that know, they follow you, they like are stalking you forever, and you don't know. They send it to you. You're like 16. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your parents have to like call and like get you out of it yeah. before they break your legs. Well, <laughs> the great thing was you didn't really have to pay because you you're all underage. Yeah, because you didn't know. What I was, was just going explaining on. this to hi Samantha, um, mm. who is too young to remember music clubs. Oh gosh, and, like I got so many CDs just was because awful. it was so cheap. Yeah. And we won concert tickets with a rotary phone. That'll That's flex her. <laughs> She'll be like, what, what? Well, okay. Do you remember waiting in line to get tickets? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do at Tower Records. Yeah, right? exactly. Or a warehouse. Where yeah. there would be the, the garbage can right out inside of Tower mm-hmm. Records with all the yellow stickers yes. that they, you'd rip off right before you get to your car because you had to listen to it. That's right. God, it was so hard. If there was a song you liked, it's like you had to hope for it to come on the radio, hum it, mm-hmm. but walk in. The people that worked at Tower Records were like, they had to be savants. Oh, yeah. Because you walk in there and you hum like three bars. You're like, mm-hmm. and hum, they're all, oh, cocktail twins. Yeah. I'll four, five, whatever there by the you know new stuff, whatever. We're all yeah. like, great. 
those people are smart. I mean, so, now the internet is the new right. Well, yeah. then there's like Shazam. I remember the first time I saw that, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, these kids don't have to do anything." It's true. You just hold up your phone. Yeah, you, the song. you don't even have to embarrass yourself. The or call fun. call up the radio station and go, "What's that, that song?" And blah blah blah, and then they put you on, and all your friends make fun of you. And, yes, but I digress. <laughs> um, Back to so yes. I already named those two. Yes. The, what three? Yeah, Big Chill. Yeah, the Motown. Um, uh, I. I'm going to go ahead and let everyone make fun of me right now. But Xanadu was was big for me um, for the timing of it. Like just and now listening to it, I realize just how complex like the music kind of was. It sounds stupid, but it's like for that time, like there was just and the way that they in the in the movie, they really like I remember the scene where um, the main guy and who is the older guy it was like Fred Astaire looking whatever. But they go to this big warehouse they're going to start a club mm -hmm. have you ever seen the movie I, you know you have not you, have yeah you? i have okay. you can just tell by the look on my face i know i know right? of the movie it's i know okay. olivia newton john's so in now it. you're gonna now yeah. you're gonna have to do your homework and watch I will. this scene because there's the scene where so the tubes are in it they're they're you know Feewable, yeah yeah thank mm -hmm. you i saw them actually I did yeah. this weird acoustic thing at bellerman and it was like they for cool. this tv show he was great yeah. so this young guy has a vision for this nightclub and it's, you know, he's like new age punk. And this is 1979, yeah. right? So they're like the total, what you know, punk rock chicks with the looking like uh, Duran Duran, yes. like Rio or whatever. With the clothespin. Yeah, the right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then the older man who's like, his, could be his grandfather is, you know, he's going, oh, he goes, his vision. And they're showing like this whole like 40s, like kind of big band mm -hmm. thing. And each person is trying to convince the other one, like, oh, no, you got to do it this way. And, and they're kind of having these little snippets of their imagination, but, you know, these this whole scene. And it starts, they're on these moving stages, and they actually file together. And the songs, like, totally different songs, and they overlap, and it's, like, genius. <laughs> That's going to be one I'm going to make you watch after this, oh, thank you. this show. Yes. So, anyway, so that... And everybody, you know, Xanadu, whatever, as a girl, roller skating, whatever. Yes. Um, Valley Girl was huge. I have seen Valley Girl. That. I own Valley Girl. I was, I was I love a big Valley fan Girl. of, like, any, the modern rock kind of thing. I just was. Um, and that one just, you know, even people will hear it and they're, oh, I kind of, but they don't quite know how they know it. Yeah. I mean, aside from, like, the major, the psychedelic furs, which everybody knows yeah. that one melt with you, but mm -hmm. it's like... Well, I love uh, Million Miles Away. Yeah. Plum Souls. Yes. That is great. I love that one. And um, there's also Oldest Story in the World, whatever. That mm -hmm. one's, I mean, you listen to it and you're like, wow, that's a, you know, the one where he's like laying on her, sleeping on her front lawn. Or mm -hmm. my favorite is actually where the end where they're at prom and Nicolas Cage and Tommy, whatever the dude is, mm -hmm. get into a fight and he goes to punch him. And the, and of course, these old, these old movies, they yeah. have a band at prom. They always, always have a yeah. band, right? Mm -hmm. Crazy so band, by the way. Right. So it's this chick. She kind of looks like Pat Benatar yeah. and uh, Josie Cotton. And she sings this song like it's called like You Could Be The One. She's basically, you know, whatever. But it's like just the way that like the end comes out where it's like, okay, you're getting yours. And the, mm -hmm. and the music that goes with it, it was just like, yeah. And then yes. they take off. Um, well, it's kind of like how, you know, Clueless was the snapshot of the 90s. Valley right. Girl is the snapshot of the 80s. Totally. And yeah. then what happened after that? Yeah. Now then the millennials is just kind of a mess. You get um, another really great soundtrack uh, for me, and I don't know if any, and you can't find it anywhere because mm -hmm. it was a soundtrack to Sid and Nancy with mm. Gary Oldman played Sid Vicious. I don't know if you know that. I do know. I saw it. I actually that was one of like um, my sister and I had the record, mm -hmm. and it was just there was a couple songs on the, it. Just I it, you know they were really cool for at the time for me. You know who was supposed to play Nancy. Who? Who tried out for it? Courtney Love. Yeah, yeah, she was in it. She played her friend That's in the right. scene, right? But the 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 actress that played her is um who is that chick? She's not uh, 
It's not Laura Luft, is it? I don't, I'd have to look it up. She, Laura, the chick that I was thinking of, Laura Luft, was no. She was the one who was in Mommy Dearest, and mm. she was... No. Who played the... Um, the she was in Grease too. the blonde. Is that the same girl? Anyway, she's um, Judy Garland's daughter, did, but she didn't know that. Sid Luft, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe I guess she did. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks, thanks for that. You, there's yeah. a reason why I'm hosting the I movie know. show. God, yes. the big brains. Oh, Brian. <laughs> um, yeah, that one. I, you, those are some homework for you. I will. Thank okay. you so much. Xanadu. <laughs> Okay, so we're here with Sasha, who has graciously agreed to be on this podcast. She's a first-timer, but she's she's listened to the podcast before, and so that's it was exciting to get her on the show. Uh, so welcome. Hello. All right. So <laughs> this time we're going to go through your favorite movie soundtracks, but I believe you only have one, but this is a special one for you because you've seen yes, it 25 I, um, times, you said. This is a meaningful one. I'm gonna, I wanted to talk about Annie okay. from 1982 yep. uh, because when I was young in Canada growing up, uh, that was my babysitter. I would watch <laughs> musicals um, that were recommended. Mm -hmm. So at that time, I was probably the same age around as Annie. Okay. So I, I watched the movie over 20-something times, uh, memorizing all the songs and memorizing all the, the lines. Did you dye your hair red? No. No, <laughs> I did not back then. Could have, should have, you know... Become more loyal Come to the on, Annie. Asian Annie back then in Canada, small town. That would have been amazing. Small town Catholic, yeah. you know. It'd been perfect. I don't yeah. see a problem. And so. you know, get a dog that I didn't pick off of the street too. <laughs> but you know, I started see. You know, I, I think it was a very positive movie. Uh -huh. So, um, I mean, back then I was around their age, yeah. so it wasn't as if life was so hard. But it was just a very upbeat movie. Yeah, and. It just brings back good memories mm -hmm. now. So what about, so what particular songs stuck out for you the most? Uh, definitely, you know, t Tomorrow mm -hmm. is, it's beautiful. It's an uplifting song. And then just uh, looking back on the, the titles of the songs, um, I like that uh, you're never fully dressed without a smile. And mm -hmm. just, these are just, it's like hashtag life quotes kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I'm a very big dog person. Mm -hmm. So the, the dog, um, the dog's name was Sandy, so he mm -hmm. had a song, and and uh, Dumb Dog was one of the songs, mm -hmm. and I, the scene with Dart with um, Mr. Orbach, Daddy Orbach, yep. when he was like, "I smell dog," like that <laughs> line just echoes in my head, and then they start singing, yep. and the and I remember the part where because they were singing, and there was you could see how grand the house was because yeah. you're just you know jumping, and and it was a. Uh, that was a very visual and audio scene for uh -huh. me. So did you immediately go out and buy the soundtrack after you saw the movie? No, or? I just watched it over and over So you never again. actually bought it on CD or record or anything? Mm, no, I just had the movie. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see it and he listened to it, I guess. Okay. I guess back then I didn't... You didn't even this think about getting... I mean, we had cassettes back then yeah. with the radio and I didn't think of... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was me pressing record yeah. on cassettes, and this is and then isn't... taping it off the TV. Y yeah, I yeah. used to do that all the time. I used to tape TV shows. I used to run from one room to the next yeah. if I heard the song on the radio. So totally. I, I, if I had the TV with the soundtrack on yeah. TV, I might as well do that. Did you ever see the TV show Facts of Life? No. Oh, maybe no. Well, I think I'm much older than you, but anyway, I used to, <laughs> I used to take. Um, 
my tape recorder, my little handheld tape recorder, and put it up to the TV. Isn't and there then I could static. There was no static, but I could. It would basically I would listen to the TV show okay. once it was over because that's the type of kid. And now I'm basically doing the same thing with the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, that was excellent. See, you had nothing to be nervous about. That was an amazing interview. Really? Yes. We're done. We're done. Oh my you gosh. Have, how much more do you have to say? Mm, it's a hard knock life I forgot to talk about. That's true. Okay, the interview isn't over. Hard Let's keep knock going. life. Ah, it was such a simple musical. Like if you, if you think about it, you know, it was entertaining. But mm-hmm. now in life, having experienced so much. Experiencing a hard knock life? Yes. Yeah. I feel like these songs just, you know, it could it would be like a great morning drive kind of music, mm-hmm. you know, instead of like the... How did you feel you about know? Jay-Z stealing that... Oh, that was good. Yeah. I mean, anyone who Sorry, wants to promote yeah. the the movie, yeah. I'm all for it. And okay. uh, I don't know, just these lines kind of can just echo in my head now as I go through life and, mm-hmm. and brings back good memories. But really random, I just looked up what Annie actually looks like. Yes. I wanted to find out. And she's only 4'11". <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that has nothing to do with soundtracks, yeah. but I had to mention that, that. I love random. This is called Damn Good Movie Memories, and that's, that's a great a movie great. memory. Oh, so thank, thank you, Sasha. Thank you. It's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life for us. Get a treat at we get tricks. Get a kisses. We get kicks. It's a hard knock life. Okay, so we have Michael and Dane with us, and so we're going to go through our favorite soundtracks, and so we'll start with Michael on this one. So, what are your favorite soundtracks? Movie um, soundtracks. I would say my top three. I want to say top five because of High Fidelity, but I'm going to go with top three. <laughs> I'll wait, since you're a newcomer, you get as many as you want. Okay, cool. I like The Crow. Oh, yeah, the, the original Crow. Yeah. Reality Bites. Okay. And this one's a little bit obscure, but Princess and the Warrior. Okay. That was the director that did um, Run, Lola, Run. Mm-hmm. But Run, Lola, Run was like more techno-y. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the soundtrack to The Princess and the Warrior I, is like fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's just like you have like this opera singer with some like electronic beat in the back. It was just awesome. Mm-hmm. But for me, absolutely, it's The Crow and Reality Bites. So it's like my two favorites. So I definitely remember The Crow. So what, what were the bands or the songs that really stuck out on that one? For well, you? obviously Nine Inch Nails. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Nine Inch Yeah, Dead Souls was the name of that one. Yeah. That was a good one, yeah. Yeah, and then The Crow, um, not, I'm not, uh, The Cure yeah. did, um, what, what was the song that The Cure did? I don't remember the name of the track, but it was mm-hmm. amazing. I remember yeah. kind of how it goes. Not enough to be convincing yeah. if I were to like try sure. to utter it. And like for Love and Lisa, yeah. Yeah. that was like that was like the end track, the yeah. very end when like the the whole emotional part comes when she's like yeah. reflecting on yeah. you know Brandon Lee's character uh-huh. and everything. And it's just like honestly, what it is for me is that the soundtrack actually uh, fits in with the film. Right. Whereas like something like you know the last action hero with Orange Cassidy, it was just yeah. like it was just like it was a great soundtrack, yeah. but. It was just kind of outside of the film, sure. right? Mm-hmm. But the crow to me, like every every track in there was incorporated in the film and was done so well. Like I remember, the I remember Hole was in there, yeah. Like, that whole rock scene in there, yeah. It was just like 
So it's I, just, I think Stone all those buzz clip bands. Yeah, yeah. Were, and like Pantera, yeah. that was like playing the background. So they did an amazing cover of the Badge. So I was yeah. way into. I still am into Pantera, but that was that song, and then Big Empty from Stone. Yeah, the CD. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah. that came out before Purple. It so sounds like a, it sounds like a Nine Inch Nails song, the yeah. title, but yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I think of it, yeah. yeah. So that's SCP. a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cross awesome. And Reality Bites, I feel the same way. Sure. Like every track was pretty much used in the yeah. film. Like yep. they, well, like um, that movie actually made me fall in love with um, you too with mm. the track um, All I Want Is You. Yeah. And it was just like no oh, yeah. talking. It was just like a whole collage of just like what people were doing. Yeah. And the, and the track just fits so well with it. This yeah. song's actually from the eighties too, isn't it? It's yeah. Like the Joshua yeah. Tree. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 And actually, that actually takes me over to another film like, sure. back in the 2000s, um, Magnolia. Yeah. And uh, the oh, track yeah. by um, Amy Mann, mm-hmm. Wise Up. That that scene with that song, mm-hmm. wow. Like, I, I I was almost in tears. It was so amazing. <laughs> That's the movie with the frogs that came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember music. I don't remember music accompanying that much. I mean, I know that it did, like a score, but mm-hmm. I don't I mean, remember. I mean, I mean, honestly, the yeah. whole the whole soundtrack was pretty much it was pretty much sure, yeah. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Well, so I'm surprised nobody said uh, Prince and Batman, 1989. I mean, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Bat Dance, yeah, yeah. Bat Dance, yeah. That that was a big deal movie, but I don't recall like uh, the soundtrack being like as big a deal as maybe uh, like like The Crow or something. Sure, but yeah. overall, the overall impact was bigger with that. Bigger, band, yeah. Like it's almost like The Crow had. We a sort could of almost do uh, soundtracks where it was just yeah. one artist the whole way through. Yeah, yeah I think nineties. The nineties is like kind of the high watermark of soundtracks. I think so because now it doesn't even matter. Like, you I mean, yeah. know, in the eighties was a big deal. Like, yeah, definitely. I, like stuff like Beverly Hills Cop, I think, sort of kicked that off. Like yeah. even before. And then, uh, oh, actually, Saturday Night Fever. I mean, that was yeah. kind of, oh, right. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, the that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, before that, it was more like the musicals, right? Like right. Grease yeah. and stuff sure. like that, right? But, yeah. but once, um, I, w- I would say, Enrique said it, The Graduate might be the one that really, oh, yeah, kind right, of started everything in those yeah. late 60s. But all right, Dane, yeah, so what, um, what are your uh, so, uh, yeah, my uh, this might have more to say uh, about uh. Know, my generation uh, mm-hmm. than uh, than it does like you know the objective importance of like some soundtrack and, but but in the nineties too I really liked um, uh, let's see the hackers soundtrack mm-hmm. uh, the movie was not super substantial or anything right. but it became kind of a, a cult favorite and uh, the sort of superficiality of it uh, was kind of you know on display in three volumes yeah. of uh, a lot of sort of badly aged uh, electronic music sure. <laughs> which is sort of uh, in, inherently prone to becoming uh, dated, dated quickly yeah. right. it's all like technical all technique you know? right um, but um, yeah I don't I don't recall who was on the second and third volume of those soundtracks um, but uh, I really like the, the first volume but yeah like the movie came out in like 95 and like by the time the third soundtrack came out it was like 1998 or something yeah. so they milked that for a while yeah um, but also uh, Strange Days the Catherine Bigelow oh movie. absolutely that had a really it's fantastic super good soundtrack that was like mm-hmm. a little bit uh, I mean it was electronica you know yeah. influence but kind of more rock yeah than like pure dance music you know and it kind of went along with like the kind of like gritty yeah you know near future LA you know, on yeah to me that was like the epitome of Peter Gabriel yeah yeah it's funny because that 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 on the soundtrack it was a Peter Gabriel and um Deep Forest collaboration. Oh, yeah, Deep Forest. Which, which, I don't know, it's pretty bad. like, they're kind of like, you know, uh, world music, blandronica type yeah. of thing. You yeah. Know, it, it was kind of, I don't even know if it was hot in the 90s, but it was a yeah. thing in the 90s for a while. That yeah. was, that song kind of uh, exemplified that. Mm-hmm. But I do like a lot of Peter Gabriel stuff, just I didn't think that one was so great. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, what was the name? Uh, 
uh, how do you, I don't know how to pronounce it? Skunk uh, Annecy? Skunk mm -hmm. Annecy? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, they, they were on there. Yeah, and, uh, and they featured that girl skin. Yes, yeah. Her voice oh, is yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. She she has like that operatic kind yeah. of a thing. Like kind yeah. of like system of a down, but yeah. like to me better. Sure. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of opera, uh, the Fifth Element soundtrack oh, deserves yeah, to be mentioned, yeah. mm -hmm. even though it's really kind of known, I think, for that one, you know, uh, cyber opera performance yeah. that was you know on the soundtrack. But uh, I don't really recall who else was on it. I have to but say, I know that though, scene was cool. Mila Jovovich, mm -hmm. she can sing. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. knew her as a singer before, right. a model and mm -hmm. an actor from the um. The Divine Comedy. She had, a, yeah. she had an album called The Divine Comedy. Right. Didn't that have kind of a, a strange, like, Enya vibe to it or something? It does. Kind of. And it was yeah, free. Yeah. I think her first movie was Days of Confuse, which, speaking yeah, of yeah. soundtrack, that was kind yeah. of yeah. that 70s well, yeah. classic rock. That, yeah, that was yeah. supposed to be, like, a kind of time capsule yeah. for a different time. Right. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it's funny how, like, uh, you know, to go off on a tangent a little yeah. bit, how, like, you know, some some of these movies that were really iconic mm -hmm. were uh, really homages to previous times. I, like previous I, didn't, I didn't grow up in the 70s, yeah. but I, I do remember things in the 90s that were about the 70s, you right. know, like, like that movie. But so you have um, the American Graffiti. American Graffiti basically was, it was in the early 70s, but it took place in the early yeah. 60s, and so that was the rock and roll era. Mm -hmm. But then yeah. you also had, um, like, The Big Chill, which was in the 80s, mm -hmm. but then it was all Motown. Yeah. music and oh. so it's kind of interesting how you think of the big chill in the 80s but the music is yeah. all you know 60s well the movie itself was like super 80s it was yeah I mean I don't know if it had that self-conception it was just yeah. a movie that came out right know, from it, its perspective about modern times it was basically the baby boomers yeah. at that point right. so yeah that, that's, those are good yeah um, yeah Detroit yeah. and uh, yeah uh, Boogie Nights, right? So another, oh, yeah. another, another yeah. '90s movie, good, pretty good soundtrack. Well, but, 70s, but yeah. uh, you know, an homage to a previous decade yeah. was Boogie Nights, although it you know, went from '70s to the '80s. 80s, yeah. What about Which, like yeah. Natural Born Killers? Oh yeah, that's another. Oh yeah, pretty much it. That's the Randy Travis soundtrack. Yeah. But like, he was on that one too. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Pretty much yeah. inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, it, who, who would have thought that one day he'd be doing uh, music to uh, the Social Network? Oh, I know, I know right? <laughs> Movies about uh, like a business drama, but he actually and even then, it's kind of like a very he much did. kind of geeky office space. He did, he did, he did. Yeah. Oh yeah, well it was cool. Yeah, but I, you know, I wouldn't have seen that coming. You know, kind of. No. A, have you uh, have you guys noticed though that like almost every other action trailer is a Nine Inch Nails song? That is interesting. I know it is. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that. It's really held on. We're here with Terry, who is very excited to tell yes. me all of her favorite movie soundtracks. So, mm -hmm. what are they? Uh, my favorite, favorite, and I could watch this over and over and over again. And listen. Uh, oh, yes, and listen. <laughs> uh, my favorite is Grease 2. Okay. Not, not the original. So, why not the original? Uh, because I... I saw them in reverse order. Oh, okay. I saw Grease 2 first, mm -hmm. and then I was like, oh, there must be a one. Then I watched Grease, and I just like Grease 2 better, but yeah. it's it's just so much... Uh, it's it's a little bit different, but mm -hmm. Grease is always known for the original, but so I like Grease So you too. prefer Michelle Pfeiffer over Olivia Newton-John? Well, I like them both. Okay. I do. <laughs> uh, but I also like that guy in Grease 2, so... More than John Travolta? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yes. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. Uh -huh. So okay. So Grease two, and, yes. and what are the others? Because you have uh, a lot. I do, and then all the eighties movies. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like if I hear the soundtrack, I remember the movie. Sure. Right. Like it brings you back to a specific scene mm -hmm. in the movie. So, for example, Sixteen Candles. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. True. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we also have Pretty in Pink. Yeah, that was that was a great one. Yes, it's. 
If You Leave. If with you, the uh, prom song. Prom yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's The Breakfast Club. Yeah, of course. Don't mm-hmm. You Forget About Me. No. The great, you know, this, mm-hmm. this is a great story. So Don't You Forget About Me was done by Simple Minds. Mm-hmm. But originally, it was given to Billy Idol, and he oh. turned it down. Wow, so, did not know I that. I know. That would have been a big hit for him. Yeah, and St. Elmo's Fire. Another all great one. So did you have these on tape or record? or? No, just... No. just DVD, uh, video. Video. Okay. Cassette so tape. you want? Yeah. <laughs> Cassette. Yes. The old VHS. VHS. Yes. Uh, and I, I think I have one more. Dirty Dancing. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. So, so time of your life. She's like the wind. Yes. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Like whenever I hear it on the radio, I could just see the scene in my head. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. I, I think I told I told someone that I couldn't. My mom wouldn't let me see <laughs> Dirty mm. Dancing for yeah. obvious reasons, yeah. but we had the soundtrack. So yeah. that, that happened with Flashdance too. She wouldn't let me see the movie, but oh. we had the we had the record. Right, so. I have never seen Flashdance until later. Yeah, in years. yeah. And then you said you love Top Gun, but you never actually seen that. I have never seen the movie, yeah. but yeah, I know the song. You know Danger Zone, but like I I I, I don't have that connection mm-hmm. because I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, it might be. It might not hold up well for you. I mean, I saw mm-hmm. fond memories because I remember seeing it as a kid. But mm-hmm. yeah, you should check it out. You know, yeah. if you're bored on a on a weekend, just yeah. yeah, stream Top Gun. Yeah. So soundtracks to a movie definitely it could make the movie much better. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you sometimes it even makes it a movie at all <laughs> because yeah. like Flashdance, there really is no movie. It's it's all yeah. about the soundtrack. True. So yeah. okay, great. Thank you all so right. much, Terry. Thank you, Brian. So we're here with Samantha. Hello. And Samantha will give us her favorite soundtracks. It sounds like she has a bunch, so I'm well, looking forward to this ginormous no, list. Right. You're going to have to top what you did with Hitchcock last week. Oh. So um, have at it. What are your favorite all-time soundtracks? So I went about thinking about this topic, um, eliminating the whole musical genre. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a world of its own. It is. We and I'll give that one to you. Mm-hmm. So when we do musicals, oh god, well I'm not that much of a, a musical, musical nerd, no? but okay. <laughs> you'd be more than me. I can, so. I can chat about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was kind of thinking about movies that I like that had kind of just music in it, kind mm-hmm. of popular music and also scores mm-hmm. um, that I enjoyed. Um, that were not like musically based films. Right. Um, so a few that came to mind were I really like Sofia Coppola mm-hmm. and her movies. Um, I know a lot. She gets a lot of hate because they're so you're kind of. Speaking The Godfather 3. No. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. No, her like dir- what she directs and writes. Right. I think she has a really cool way of impl- like putting music into her movies. Yeah. Um, Specifically, I love her movie Marie Antoinette, okay. which has been critically panned. People hate it because it's like historically inaccurate, mm-hmm. and like all the actors have a million different accents. But that's the charm, right? Yeah, yeah. but I love it actually for that reason because it's this historical film. Mm-hmm. But she uses a kind of like new wave post punk like soundtrack oh, cool. on top of it. Uh-huh. So there's like The Cure and New Order. And um, at the same time, there's a bunch of like classical, like period relevant mm. music. So you get a mix of kind of the old stuff and then randomly you'll have like a New Order song playing. That's cool. Like Adam and the Ants or uh-huh. something. And it's just kind of thrown in there with like all of the crazy like French 
outfits, and I really liked that movie. It came out when I was in high school. So what year, what year did that come out? 2005, okay. I think? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I was a teenager. No, yeah. so <laughs> Thank that, you so much that for making me feel yeah. tells you all how old I am. <laughs> and how um, old I am. <laughs> so yeah, I was a teenager. I loved that movie when okay. it came out, and I actually like tried to find the soundtrack, which like... That doesn't really. There weren't a lot of like soundtracks being made anymore. Yeah, it was I kind feel of like it wasn't really a thing. No, I think it kind of. I want to say it peaked in yeah. the nineties. Yeah, but just, they actually yeah. released a soundtrack for that movie, and mm -hmm. then I found some parts of it on YouTube in the yeah. early days. So. <laughs> so yeah. you didn't actually own the full soundtrack. No, okay. no, but I was a early YouTube user. I yeah. hated paying for things. Well, I, so that's, I think we could have an episode yeah. just on how. Um, People are entitled with music yeah. now. Like, you don't buy anything anymore. You don't need to. No. So, yeah. No. Um, okay, so Marie Antoinette. Yeah. What, what are the other ones? So, I, yeah, I like what she did, too, with Lost in Translation. Yeah. That was a yeah. cool soundtrack overall. Um, but, yeah, nothing. I think there was, like, a Jesus and Mary Chain song. Mm -hmm. That was one of the famous ones in there. Um, and then another weird movie that popped into my head when I was thinking about music was Train Spotting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a horrible, disgusting movie. <laughs> That's a one but, and done movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've actually seen it a couple of times. Okay. <laughs> For most people, it's a one and done movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, the soundtrack's really cool um, because there's kind of like a lot of 70s mm -hmm. music. Um, there's like Iggy Pop, and I think there's a. I think Lou Reed's Perfect Day. Yeah. Is that in there? I think when he's overdosing. Mm. No, um, that would make sense. So, yeah, it's yeah. appropriate. It's very sad. and um, But, yeah, the music is really cool. And then there's some, like, kind of 90s Brit pop, yeah. which is fun. Um, there's a good a song that actually introduced me to the band Pulp. Oh, nice. Yeah, 90s Brit pop uh -huh. band. Um, yeah, and so that was a kind of a random one. And so, yeah, I think those are the two major kind of, well, not two, I guess it's Sofia Coppola as a whole, and yeah. then Train Spotting was the other one. Um, and then I was also thinking about scores as well, so kind of less, like, lyrically based mm -hmm. music. And I recently re-watched uh, There Will Be Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has an awesome score. It does, actually. Um, yeah. I think, what's his face from Johnny Radiohead? Um, Greenwood. Johnny yeah. So Johnny Rodden would have yeah. been interesting. <laughs> 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 that would have been like Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Like you have a nice score cool. and then Johnny Rodden shows up. So. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he like wrote the um, score for that and I really like because it's very eerie and yeah. suspenseful and um, it really adds to the kind of creepy yeah. feeling of that movie. That movie's come up a lot in this mm -hmm. part, like, because the villains, like, a lot of people picked him yeah. as a villain, a good villain. Yeah, so. and it's a movie, I, honestly, I didn't watch it when it came out. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But, like, a couple years after that, and then I recently rewatched it, because mm -hmm. I'm working my way through the list of, like, what was it? The British Film Institute, or some institute oh, yeah. just mm -hmm. released, like, a list of movies, they're, like, top movies of the 21st century, so... Yeah, that was one of the top ones. Um, I love doing stuff like that. Yeah. Where I, I just get books and I could just go through them. Yeah. Just knock them out. Yeah, but that was, that's a really cool score. I think it's another one where it's kind of based in a in the past. Yeah. But the score sounds almost kind of modern in mm -hmm. a way. But it feels kind of like an old Hollywood yeah. movie at the same time. That's so, great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Samantha. Ramble. <laughs> that was not rambling at all. So we're here with David. 
and David's going to give us his favorite movie soundtracks. And I have a feeling there's going to be all, it's going to be all over the place on this one. So I was telling you earlier, yeah. Yeah. I whenever you normally come up with your scenarios for your podcast, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, great idea. But for this one, I was <laughs> Thank like, you so much. Yeah. for this one, I was like, oh yeah, same thing. But then yeah. the more I thought about, it, I was like, holy crap, there's like a lot of good soundtracks. Yeah. And then yeah, that kind of like went down the whole rabbit hole of like, oh man, like they used to take these seriously, and now they're just sort of like also like because like before it was like a whole machine of like a lot of times the production company was the same as like the you know record label Correct. like they were all like the same family yeah and stuff, so it'd be part of recouping expenses would yep. be you know throw together the soundtrack and then you make a back like a bunch of money sure um, so if the movie bomb you might make it up for the soundtrack. yeah yep. totally mm-hmm. um or you'd have to buy the uh the single right who bought the singles <laughs> back yeah. exactly um yeah so I guess I'll start with um, a few honorable mentions mm-hmm. that, you know, not necessarily a good soundtrack, but the songs mm-hmm. were from a movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure about the soundtrack as, as a whole. whole. Okay. But um, just because of the mere fact that I've probably brought it up for every podcast so far, <laughs> but Dawkins Dream Warriors <laughs> for <laughs> Nightmare on Home Street 3. Dream Warriors yes. is fantastic. Yeah. It is such a good, such a good song. By the way, it's on Back for the Attack for the doc- 1987 Dokken album. So yes. Yeah, I went through Spotify to like reacquaint myself with mm-hmm. all the things that I came up with. And yeah, for Dream Warriors, yeah. I expected, you know, the, the image to pop up yeah. of uh, Nightmare 3, but mm-hmm. it said it was Back for the Attack yeah. or whatever. And I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I want to see Freddy's face and things That's like right. this. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, and then, also kind of related to that, the butt rock song that was recorded for... Friday the 13th Part 6 uh-huh. was Alice Cooper. Uh, he's back. Yeah, that's the, right. The man the behind, behind the mask. The mask. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Which is somewhat sacrilegious to put in the same, you know, category as Dream Warriors yeah. for being an awesome butt rock metal song it is, yeah. for a slasher movie. But it's tacky and it's really fun. And that's on the 1986 album Constrictor if you want to go and yeah. find that. So, so yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> You're right on my... I'm surprised you didn't say Bill and Ted. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then let's see. I had a couple. By the way, other... we will do an '80s favorite '80s movie song, so this could be redundant, but that's okay. I mean, yeah, both of those squarely fall in like '87, yeah, '86, '87, yeah. yeah. That'll be good. Oh man, that's so good. Okay, um, other soundtrack. So other, other slightly questionable, but just I like um, the Josie and the Pussycats soundtrack <laughs> from I believe it was the 2000 remake movie. Uh-huh movie way better than it had any right to be and the soundtrack way better than it had any right to be it was all of like the original um josie and the pussycat songs were actually recorded by i think this band called like letters to cleo or Mm. something Mm -hmm. and the story goes is that they were like you know a smallish kind of band at the time and they wrote their poppiest hits for this stupid movie and mm. then recorded it, and it's still, like, their most widely known, but nobody knows that it's Letters to Cleo because they're just like, oh, it's the Joseph and the Pussycats, Pussycats. Yep. Um, if anybody remembers that at all. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that soundtrack. <laughs> it's just, like, poppy, catchy, and then, yeah, the movie's actually really good. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I think you're the only one that will say this one, so that's good. And then Empire Records for oh, yeah, another yeah. 90s collection. Kevin Smith. Really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. No, uh, well, Mallrats is Oh, Kevin okay, yes, yes. And that's also on my list mm-hmm. of awesome 90s collection soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, has a fantastic Weezer song yeah. on it. Uh, but, yeah, Empire Records was more... Who directed that one, then? 
That's a good question. I don't know. Samantha. <laughs> Research. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I always, thought, I always put them together. I don't know why. It has, has yeah, that same kind of behind the desk yeah. kind of look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Directed by Alan Boyle. Okay. Alan Boyle. All right. Well, All right. I'm a huge fan of his. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so Empire Records. Empire, so good. Also featured um, Renee Zellweger, That's lip right. syncing. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, and then, of course, um, Wedding Singer soundtrack. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which was yes. so good that it, it spawned a sequel soundtrack. That's true. Um, which was just, yeah, another assortment of 80s hits. Yeah, um, that weren't, may or may not have been in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, the movie Wedding Singer came out in, like, 97 or 98 yep. or whatever mm-hmm. so that was perfect time for you know that's still the era of needing to buy cds yes and so if you want you know a collection of 80s tracks yeah then it was a perfect just kind of compilation of just awesome like i think new order was on there new order and, yeah. and uh oh, yeah, bowie china yeah. girl yeah um did so. they have the original do you really want to hurt me or did they have it from alexis oh, arquette oh i think that might have been on the the volume two version. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because that was the that was one of the funniest scenes in the movie. <laughs> Just like play that over and over again. <laughs> George, here's your song. Yeah. George, yeah. Um, that reminds me of like doing this the part two. So Dazed and Confused had a part two. Oh, it did soundtrack too. Dazed yeah. and Confused was a really good. That soundtrack was a great classic Fog rock. Hat yep. And um, yeah, Alice Cooper. I think Low Ride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slow Ride. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then actually, Will Ride might have been on there too. <laughs> it might have been. Might have been both. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I think it might have been. Yeah. I definitely had that that soundtrack. Um, and then keeping with '90s, the Clueless yeah. soundtrack. Oh yeah, was really good. Yeah. It had um, the Rolling with the Homies song. Oh Julio, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And it had Mighty Mighty Boston, uh-huh. which oh, they're just so underrated. Um, you didn't say you didn't want Dangerous Minds. If we're gonna go Coolio. I mean, that, I also had that soundtrack yeah. for Dangerous Minds. You know, that was the high school I went to. That that was the the. the um, what the movie was based on. Yeah. Carmine High School. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but it definitely wasn't yeah. as... Be- as That close to Michelle That's <laughs> She came to my high school. You didn't know that. Okay. No. That was my first brush with fame. Oh. So she, I remember we all ditched class to watch her because she was observing a classroom. Oh. And we're all just like peeking through the window and she was totally dressed down and everything. But I remember, I'll never forget, a guy didn't have anything to write on so he had like a dollar bill and so she signed it for him and he had no lunch money and he had to spend the dollar bill oh, <laughs> so he didn't do it after all that that's yes. such a bummer i know it was but it was yeah, yeah it was cool to see kind of see her up, up close and everything that's really cool yeah, i know yeah. That's, that's yeah that's prime pfeiffer i know that yeah. was like 94 i want to oh, say man. so yeah yeah post catwoman <laughs> that was yeah. yeah definitely yeah that was fun. Which is the only reason why I fell in love with her. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, that was, yeah. After that, I was you like, didn't, oh, You oh. didn't like Grease 2? Terry picked Grease 2 as one of her favorite soundtracks. I think, so she did, um, Scarface. She, or she did, uh, she did Batman 2. Yep. And was Catwoman. And then I think the movies that she followed up with that was that, like, investigative journalist movie mm-hmm. with, like, who was, like, with Robert Redford or George Clooney or somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was, like, just, yeah, I can't it was remember. Some like weird like adult drama, and I was like, I want to watch that. Yeah. And then after then she did Dangerous Minds, and I was like, yeah. Oh, I'll watch a movie about her. In I think school. Fabulous Baker Boys was pre Batman. I think it was because yeah, she sang in that one. I think yeah. Fabulous Baker Boys was like '92. I want to say. Yeah, it was like you know late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. Yeah. She was married to the mob. We could just do a Michelle Pfeiffer episode. <laughs> I would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then bringing it back to Batman. Yeah. Of course, um, rounding out my '90s. 
um, the Batman Forever soundtrack with <laughs> Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about and, that. And uh, the U2 the, song, uh, Kiss, Kiss Me, Kill Me, Kill yeah. Me, whatever. Yes. It was a really good, really good. <laughs> so you good. prefer that one over the, the Prince the, yeah. Batman? I mean, U2, <laughs> or not U2, but the Seal, Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, that, like, that was enough. That is, yeah. Like, to speak about the point of, like, back when you had to buy these soundtracks just for that one sure. song that was like the one song. it's a big deal yeah, yeah. um oh, i love that song i know that, that's the thing people forget about like yeah if you you could have bought a single if you wanted to yeah. but or then yeah. or like eventually wait for that artist's album to right. come out and it'd be like the last song on sometimes in that or sometimes they you'd have to wait until they put it on a compilation or something like that yeah. so yeah so. Oh, yeah. good. Kiss from a rose. Um, <laughs> I know what intro music you're going to have. <laughs> and then, um, so moving on from, yeah. kind of moving on, I'll get back to 90s, I think. Okay. But um, Donnie Darko soundtrack. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. It's like The Church. Um, Do you understand the movie at all? I had a lot of theories, mm-hmm. yeah, in high school about <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I had like Echo and the Bunnymen and oh, yeah. Gary Jewell's Mad World cover. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then of course the movie. If you're like you know finding yourself in high school, like it just speaks to you so much. It does. It's it's definitely one of those movies. Um, and then let's see. Um, you really had the list. I have a list. Yeah. Oh, um, so oddly enough, both of my favorite John Cusack movies mm-hmm. also have amazing soundtracks. Okay. Gross Point Blank. Yep. And High Fidelity. High Fidelity. High Fidelity, of course, because they're record store losers, so like all they talk about is music. That's right. The music itself is really good with like Lou Reed and a lot of Velvet Underground, and they have like a Stevie Wonder song in there. Um, and you're too young, but before that, Say Anything. That was like the ultimate late well, 80s say soundtrack. Anything had, what's his face? In on? Your Eyes. Yeah. Peter Gabriel. Oh, yeah. Man, that was good. Yeah. But yeah. Those are all awesome. Late 90s John Cusack is yes. more of my Cusack. I know. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Gross Point Blank mm-hmm. was a lot of Clash. Uh, it was the movie uh, that introduced me to Blister and the Sun. Yeah, Violent Femmes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then... That's an underrated movie, too. It really is. Yeah, it's, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, Gross Point Blank was uh, my favorite movie in sixth grade. <laughs> and whenever like friends... Friends' parents would ask, like, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'd be like, I want to be a professional hitman. <laughs> awesome. Ended a lot of friendships. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can't hang out with David. And then, finally, mm-hmm. possibly the best soundtrack ever, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. That is actually a really it underrated. Is really yeah. good. Because a lot of the original music was written by Beck. Yeah. Um, and then the song that Envy Adams sings in the movie, mm-hmm. um, Brie Larson, yep. who's now, like, super famous yep. but at the time she was just like a teen girl like a teen singer um she actually grew up as like a teen i think she was like in a teen girl band or something mm-hmm. so uh metric wrote the song mm. that her band in the movie sings um which is just amazing yeah so that instant that's another underrated movie i yeah. really enjoyed that one oh, too. So good. awesome well thank you for all this is a great list thank you so much all right we're here with chris and Chris, of course, is famous or infamous for her singing oh, episode. Um, so this is perfect, though, because we're going to do her favorite soundtracks of all time uh-huh. for movies. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, so it would have to be um, the Wedding Singer soundtrack. That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. I love the 80s, and I just love how um, 
like the variety that Adam Sandler put into. I don't know yeah. if he did. He picked the music, but at least like he sang them quite yeah. emotionally. And <laughs> did you actually own the CD or the tape? I, like, I, I think I did like the CD. Because I remember like New Order was on there. Um, there was a lot of great '80s mm -hmm. material. Did do you remember if Do You Really Want to Hurt Me is on there? It, it, it was there. Now, is it the Culture Club version or is it the um, Alexis Arquette version from the movie? It was Alexis Arquette. See, that's version. perfect. Yeah, that's what yeah. makes it so funny. Yeah. George. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was really funny. And she know, was, like, yeah. You know that scene, right? When Yo, she of course. was taking over and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all like, okay, what was that? The greatest know? part is like, I think after a while, they're like, you suck! And she, just, <laughs> yeah, she had to keep singing. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, it's a good movie, too. Like, it's, it was. It's, like, probably it's a good best. romantic. Yeah. Not cheesy. I like them together. I like um, Sandler and, and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, they, they yeah. actually make good movies. Too. Yeah, I liked Fifty First Dates, and oh, I like that had an awesome soundtrack. That did too. Yeah. And then did you see Blended? Blended. Blended, I did. It's I, fun. It's, it's cheesy. Just okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, no real soundtrack. I don't yeah. think. But yeah. okay, so the Wedding Singer—that's a great one. Right. Do you have any other ones? Um, I, I mean, I've always liked music and mm -hmm. movies together. Um, one song that I did like about that movie, or in that movie, was. Mm -hmm. um, was, uh, when when he was auditioning mm -hmm. for Drew Barrymore's um, Wedding Singer. Oh yes, and, was it Somebody Kill Me? Yes, like, yeah. Somebody Kill Me. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, just starts so, very nice. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so that was good. But yeah. um, another like soundtrack that I I don't know if they had like a a really extensive playlist, mm -hmm. but it was for um, music and lyrics. Um, oh right. Yeah. yeah, it's still Drew Barrymore and, and uh, the guy that caught caught with yeah, a hooker. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to say Notting Hill. Hugh Grant. Guy, but yeah, but, but, yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, that guy that's that's a, that was a that's a cute movie. It's a fun right. romantic yeah. comedy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so he was also like from an eighties band, uh -huh. eighties band, and yeah, I, felt for, I think I, I have guess. something for eighties. I do well. That that was my era. Right. I'm much older than you, so that's why. No, not fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I like yeah. The music I love. Yeah. It's it's fun. It was a fun era. Yeah. Movies and music. Yeah. So. There was a lot of like, really, um, even um, quite memorable scenes with the music too. Like yeah. we don't have that. Say, say anything because exactly yeah, I was gonna say that, that yeah. is, <laughs> there you, you can say anything but um no um John Cusack, Ca yeah Cameron Crowe yeah. Cameron Crowe was a genius when it came to implement, implementing music with with his movies and uh, no he did a really really good job with say anything and, and almost famous was, was right. wonderful mm -hmm. too so I know, in your eyes. But did you know that it was actually a different music playing? At that time? No, what, what song was I, it? I don't remember, but it oh, I'm gonna have to look this up. They just, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't have been the same yeah. with that in your eyes. Yeah. But that's a great movie too. So, thank you, Chris. No problem. Thank you. Anyway, we're still here with Super Producer Lindley. <laughs> okay, this week we're doing favorite movie soundtracks. Yes. Um, so I'm sure that you bought soundtracks when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So. What were the ones that so. that were your favorites, or what were the ones that you remember the most? Well, an early memory is Grease. Okay, singing along the original Grease, and that's a, I guess that's not. I mean, it's a musical, right? It's a Broadway musical that then became a movie. But in my mind, it was just a movie. You bought the Travolta. And soundtrack. we bought the Travolta yeah. Olivia Newton-John soundtrack, mm -hmm. and we would sing along to it. I was always Sandy, and my <laughs> friend, my stepsister was uh, Danny. Okay, yeah, we would sing that song, right? Where they're <laughs> 
You know where? Tell me more, tell me more. I got you to sing. Thank okay, you. Okay, thank huh? you. Yeah, you can use that. No, please don't yes. use that. She can have the fake microphone, folks. <laughs> um, I remember the, the Footloose one was probably one of the first. Like, I remember that was a record. Oh, like, We totally. actually had the vinyl mm -hmm. record. And then I think the Footloose soundtrack was possibly, I got that as a cassette. We had that. That was in our minivan often. Yeah. yeah so. And I don't even know that I liked Footloose. I loved the Let's Hear It for the Boys. Yeah. I sung that over There's and over There's a lot of it. So you have... Kenny Loggins doing Footloose. Oh, yeah. Holding Out for a Hero, but the Bonnie Tyler song. Oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Sammy Hagar is even on there. Oh, That's song? the famous, I think it's called uh, The Girl Gets Around. Okay, When okay. Um, they're doing the chicken with the cars mm -hmm, on the highway. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Lori Singer is there. And mm -hmm. then the famous Never song by Moving Pictures where he's Kevin Bacon is doing the gymnastics in the shed, even though it's really not that Kevin Bacon. That was really yeah. funny. So wait, he's on the men's gymnastics team? Yeah. Is that what it is? It's okay. kind of a loose story, but gets kicked off because... And he's doing like crazy gymnastics in an auto shop Yes, or exactly. Or an auto Very angry. I don't even know what that is. Throwing his beer across the room <laughs> and his VW bug that he drove there. So. Hilarious. Yes. So great. Okay, Perfect. so what were the... Yeah, so we had that on tape. Okay, I'm looking through my music collection to see. Yeah, I had that on tape. Okay. But those are the two early ones that I remember. And then, of course, there You didn't were... have uh, Saturday Night Fever? Yeah, I mean, I remember, I don't remember having it. We probably did, yeah. but I rem definitely remember the Bee Gees yeah. were very, like, part of To me, that was the probably culture, the first like mass, part of the culture. that was the big breakout hit soundtrack that I think everyone probably, had. Probably, right? Yeah. Like, what would have been before that? I can't even think. I think The Graduate, but that was, it was different. Nah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that, because, yeah. yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had that on A-Track. The, the uh, oh my Saturday Night Fever. That's yeah. so crazy. What a memory. <laughs> we had Flashdance on, on record. Oh, I remember Flashdance yeah. too. Yeah, definitely Flashdance and Fame. Yeah. Was that a movie? Yeah, definitely. That was, yeah. yeah. That was a movie mm -hmm. that then became a TV show, but I loved both. I, lo I think I really loved the TV show. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a movie first, yeah. That TV show, for, well, now we're totally going on a tangent, but that TV show <laughs> forever <laughs> scarred me because there was an episode where one of the characters did cocaine. Oh, and her okay. nose started bleeding when she was, was in it class. Was it might have been. And um, no, oh, it could have been because this. I think this person died, or the show died. Oh, it was like. But a she, I just remember the blood dripping on her paper. I was like, I'm never doing cocaine. Like, I really have to find that. Uh, there were a lot of anti-drug yeah, stories, right? The Nancy, in the 80s, it was Ray, uh -huh. Ray, Nancy Reagan's whole. Pitch just say was no. Just say no. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so what other ones? Yeah, so I probably, I mean, I have a lot of soundtracks that I really, that I love from. So I, I, I love um, High Fidelity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that is focused on a music store. Yeah. So obviously, I bet I just love a lot of the songs on there. Mm -hmm. um, there's even like a Bob Dylan song that's really great mm -hmm. and like Rolling Stones. and. But then I love, uh, usually I really like um, the Wes Anderson soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so Rushmore has a great soundtrack and uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Mm -hmm. And not, yeah, not Steve. I like the one on Steve Zizou and I don't, I actually can't remember anything from his, his late, the, the last couple yeah. ones he did. The um, Hotel Budapest. I don't even know. No, I, don't, yeah, I don't even know. I didn't even when, see it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, I saw it, but yeah. I don't remember the music being, um, significant at all so did you have the big chill soundtrack i mean i think that was yeah that was probably my mom or my brother yeah. would have had it well it was interesting because there was a lot of movies that took place in 
I remember that being popular. Yeah, so yeah. like it took place in the eighties, but right, it was like, all movies they from the sixties. Yeah, the 60s. and then American Graffiti was in the seventies, but it took place like it was supposed and to be music a from the fifties. In American Graffiti. Oh, it's a huge one. That's uh, oh, not to give anybody. It. No, it was in my top five, but I had to remove it. So why? Because there were five other ones that I liked more. Oh, so I'm so curious to hear what your other what your soundtrack. You'll have are. to listen. Yeah. yeah, and I really loved the. Um, you know how Danny Elfman mm-hmm. before he oh, or, yeah. before he started doing sound editing, one go point was in a lot of like weird science. Yes, and he did a lot of. Here's this. the best one. <laughs> my dad bought the Back to School soundtrack just to get Dead Man's Party. Oh, and that's so, a great. Song. That's a great song. I love one I love his voice. It's I know. so good. Yeah. And he sings in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Anytime Jack Skellington is singing, it's his voice. That's one of my favorite scenes in a movie where Robert Downey Jr.'s um, in the, he's trying to make his friend laugh while Owen Goldblum is playing. Is this in Back to School? Yes. And it's just, he's, it's really funny. Maybe I'll splice it in oh, later. Wait, who's in Back to School? So Rodney Dangerfield. Well, Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. I remember. I don't remember. Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr.'s Jr. the goofy friend it. of. Oh, weird. The kid, I think his name's Keith Gordon. He was the kid in Christine. He's the oh, main character okay. in Back to School. Oh, okay, okay. So that's okay. Rodney Dangerfield's wow, son. his career? Robert Downey Jr. Uh, survived. And yeah, and Rodney survived, but well, kind well, of. Kind now of, he's dead, yeah. but. Well, <laughs> but yeah, he no, was that's more a stand-up comedian, right? That then. He was, but he crossed was a, over into film. I yeah. Think. He was oh, bigger, definitely. Started bigger road, yeah. road comedian. And he'd be on Carson, and yeah, yeah. he was a cultural, totally. iconic figure mm-hmm. in the '80s. Oh, definitely, Caddyshack, and. And then I loved. Um, well, that's a TV show. So Which one? Know. You can say it. Well, because you said Robert Downey Jr. I was yeah. thinking Square Pigs. Sarah oh, yeah, yeah. Parker. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was in Pigs. Footloose. She is in Footloose. Yeah. That was her first film one role, of I think. Them. I think she's just, she was just on WTF. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's great. Um, yeah. She was good. We yeah, can promote other podcasts that are yeah. much more popular than this. Yeah. But okay. No, she was a fun one. She was, she was really good. She was good. Yeah, I thought I she was really a little bit better it. than her husband. <laughs> the I, was he on it? I think Matthew Broderick was on there. Oh, no, no. He was on yeah. Gilbert Gottfried's. Oh, okay, okay. And he was really funny. He's very dry. He is. So he is super dry. And um, yeah. There's a celebrity couple that I'm surprised has stayed together so long. Right, because I thought that I read. Well, this is. Yeah, you'll need to edit You can this speak off. up. I, the, I, say, I know. I'm like, I don't know what you're I yeah. thought that I read that they lived in separate houses in New York. So. It's possible. Maybe yeah. that's but how no, they stayed together. Said, yeah, exactly. Hey, that would be not a bad idea. Yeah. And she was also in, did you ever see the Disney movie Flight of the Navigator? No. She Never played the that. goofy little... Um, was that with the geese? No. This is the one where a kid goes back... He gets on... He gets a, abducted by aliens. Uh-huh. It's a Disney movie. So, yeah. And then he... He doesn't get any older, but he goes into the future. So he's still eight, mm-hmm. 10 years old or whatever he is. I see, I see. Okay. And then, but he doesn't age at all, but his parents aged. And he gets put into this, like... Oh, crazy. I feel like, like I should watch this. It's a fun... I think the kids is would it enjoy good? it. Yeah. yeah. But you'll see Sarah Jessica Parker. He's in it. And, uh, As a child. Or no. No, she's probably like a... Yeah, maybe 19, 20. made it big after Annie. Yes. And she was in Girls Just Want to Have Fun, I think, with Helen Hunt. Oh, she is? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Damn good movie memories. That's what we're, <laughs> we're all about here. All right, so what other soundtracks? Can... I can't, yeah. I think I'm out of ideas. I'm like trying to go through my iTunes to see what other ones I have. But... So in college, what were the ones that... Oh, college soundtracks? Yeah. Music, movies that were big. Well, yeah, there's the whole Reality Bites, but I don't remember the music from that. You didn't like the Crow soundtrack? <laughs> I don't even know the crow soundtrack, Aww. nor have I ever even seen the. I've not seen the movie, so. Um, I cannot think of a single movie from college that. Really. That I've has carried. Yeah, I mean, 
90s movies when our 90s Okay, so what years did you get? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to out you. But what, oh, no, what, I don't what care. What were the years yeah, that you went to college? 94. Okay, so what was The Bodyguard soundtrack? I'm ashamed of those You years. didn't have the Bodyguard no. soundtrack? Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, what else was big? Much more listened to. Did you have the Prince? R-E-M oh, yeah. And, um, Nirvana mm-hmm. and that type of music. Singles? David Bowie Singles the Movie. Yeah. I remember that movie. Because it had Alice in Chains oh, and Pearl yeah, Jam. Yeah, yeah. But see, yeah, I guess. But I didn't even like the whole grunge scene. Okay. Either. But you like Nirvana. Yeah, but Nirvana was kind of ubiquitous, right? They became really popular. They keep, yeah. They that wasn't iconic. cool to like the, the lesser known. Yeah, that was kind of like Green Day. The the punk fans that really like Green Day at first when they were right. in Green the... Day played at my college. See? The... Free. Yeah. <laughs> before they became popular. For Dookie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. I remember a lot of people that were like their punk stuff and then all of a sudden they'd be, oh, sellouts. Oh, no, and I'm like, come on. Yeah. yeah, that happens to everyone. But... All I'm right. not finding anything. I'm got sorry. nothing? Okay. I got nothing. I don't know. What are other movies in the 90s that were big? I can't think. I'm sorry. How about um, 1989, the Batman soundtrack with Prince? Oh, really? No. You didn't like the Bat Dance? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. About ideas. I'm okay. Sorry. I can always do. I can go back you at the go end. Back and cut. You I'm not cut cutting somewhere. anything. I oh, never well, you cut. You have to cut. You have to cut. I Come never on. cut, Lindley. Okay. I don't like soundtracks. Okay. I don't like soundtracks. Okay. I don't like soundtracks. So we're lucky enough to have Gwendolyn back to the podcast. She took a week off last week for Hitchcock, mm-hmm. but you are back um, for the attack for favorite movie soundtracks. So, yeah, glad yeah. to be here. I'm Thanks. glad you're here. Um, okay, so you come fully prepared, more prepared than anyone, even more prepared than me. So this is great. So yeah, I think you're. I hope so. Going to be co-hosting soon. Um, so yeah, have at it. I want to give me your entire list. Oh, it's a long list, and it was hard to choose. Mm-hmm. Just, but I think I'll speak about a few notable ones. Okay. And the first one, which is a fun movie, mm-hmm. is The Wedding Singer. That's a great one. Yeah. Is it on your list? It's not on my list, but it's on um, Chris Javier picked that. Ah. And uh, yeah, so what are your favorite songs on that on that soundtrack? There's a lot of good 80s songs, mm-hmm. which Since I Since it takes like. place mm-hmm. in, I believe, 1985. Exactly. And so you have Video Kill the Radio Star, yeah. which is one of the first MTV music videos. It's so very uh, prophetic, yeah. Yeah. And then you have Boy George with Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Which is the best scene in the movie, because um, Alexis Arquette played George ah. to uh, sing that song in the tr- in the wedding band but the best i think the best scene was when there was a cameo by billy idol that's right the very end yeah yeah for a white wedding which yeah is on the soundtrack of course yeah and you have david bowie with china China girl Girl. yep Mm -hmm. um not many people may know this song but it was this popular song um called pass the duchy Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was this um, sort of a reggae song by these kids who looked almost, well, they were almost like the Jackson 5. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what was their name? What was the name of the band? Um, Pass the Ducci on the left hand side. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, which is funny because I think it means they're passing a joint, right? Exactly. And That's kids. what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, when yeah. I was a kid listening to I it, no I idea. had no idea what it was. 
But um, the original music uh, artist is Musical Youth. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I do remember the music video for it, too. Yeah, so that was great. Um, and then you just have, like, really good singers on here. Sip you... is, um, was it Hip Hop Delight? Or, uh, no, Rapper's Delight. Um, yeah. By, with the grandmother singing it, I believe. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Rapper's Which is another, Delight. That's another is great. Here. Yeah. That's a great movie, though, too. It's, it's a fun. It's I a love Sandler movies, so. Yeah. I, I'm not so much into, you know, the chick flicks, but mm -hmm. this is a fun film. Yeah. Um, also, you have Sting. Mm -hmm. Oh, what does he do? Everything, everything she does is magic. Oh, okay. So it's actually is that Sting or the Police? I think that's police. Actually, it's the Police. Yeah. I mean, obviously Sting was yeah. in the Police, but yeah. Um, a lot of defunct bands. One of my favorite is the Smiths with How Soon Is Now. Yep. Um, and then there's Psychedelic Furs, mm -hmm. Love My Way. So it's really a great '80s soundtrack. It is Elvis Costello. Mm -hmm. Thompson Twins, New Order. New Order with uh, Blue Monday? Exactly. Yeah. yeah so. You can tell I've heard the soundtrack before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or watched a movie several times. I have. So, you know, one of The Wedding Singer is a great mm -hmm. film. Another one that's really um, fun as well is Pretty in Pink. That's a great one. Yeah, it has all the 80s. Maybe I should be saving this for the 80s. No, 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 because we're going to do specific songs for the 80s. But this is a soundtrack uh, as a whole, okay. which you nailed around the head. So Okay. Yeah. So Pretty in Pink, you have OMD, If You Leave. Which is the famous prom song at the end. Which... Oh, yeah, that's right. You have The Smiths again, my uh -huh. favorite. Please, yeah. please, let me get what I want. Uh -huh. um, you have, again, The Psychedelic Furs. Um Susan Vega, NXS, so a lot of these 80s bands, which... Now, was Otis Redding on that soundtrack? Because there was a famous scene when they're in the record store, where I think he sing, sings, uh, Ducky sings, Try a Little oh. Tenderness to Annie Potts, which is a great scene. So, even though it doesn't fit the 80s style, it's still right. an amazing song. Unfortunately, it seems like it's, it's not, not. Ah, see, that a happened good memory. on time. Yeah, Well, thank you, that's Very damn good, good memory. I have a damn good me <laughs> movie memory. Yeah. Oh, it was Try a Little Tenderness. That was See? it, with John Cryer singing. That's right. Yeah. To Annie Potts. All right. And what else do I have on my list is an independent film. Okay. Um, not many people may have watched it, but it did win a Grammy Award. Mm -hmm. um, and it's called Once. Okay. Have you heard of it? I Once? have not. Oh, it's a great film. I actually saw it when I was living in Spain. Mm. Um and basically it's about this man um it's set in dublin mm -hmm. and it's this man who is a busker do you know what a busker is no idea or buskering <laughs> but i think you're gonna tell me i can see that look <laughs> so do tell okay so busking is a form of street performance okay so it's basically you know people who are singing out in the streets hmm. uh, for money and so it's about this singer, this Irish singer, um, and he meets another fellow musician, and they end up um, recording this album together. Mm. Um, it's a great story. You know, it's it was, um, you know, the budget was really, really small for this film. Okay. Um, it's kind of a film, I guess you can say, after, you know, the big Irish film, The Commitments. Yeah. 
Um, and it's interesting when they won the Academy Award for Best Song. That was um, another good soundtrack, The Commitments. Yeah, that yeah. was another one. Yeah. Um, the singer, um, whose name is Glenn Hazard, mm -hmm. uh, who also plays in the film, he actually got this phone call from Bono. Oh, no way. Of U2. Because it's very rare for an Irish musician or you know anyone who's Irish to win an Academy Award, right? right. You know, so, um, so it's really interesting. And I actually did see him in concert when he came here oh, no about like five years ago. He no. opened up for Eddie Vedder. Where, where were they performing? At the Paramount in um, Oakland. In Oakland, cool. California, yeah. yeah. How was he? Oh, he was amazing. Mm -hmm. He um, had all these stories to tell right before his, you know, his each of his songs. Yeah. And he talked about riding on the bus, the regular, you know, bus in Oakland, mm -hmm. and going to the uh, the Goodwill store. And it was just, he said, it was just so great to be able to get this cool shirt, you know, at the Goodwill store. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you you can't do that in Ireland. That's I guess. interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. So that's on my list, okay. which is great. Uh -huh. um, and speaking of Eddie Vedder, I do have to say one of my oh, all-time yeah, favorite yeah. is what do you think? It is? Into the Wild. No, didn't he do the soundtrack for that? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Did. Okay. No, it's actually a rockumentary about okay. Pearl Jam, which is oh, called 20? PJ Twenty. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. I have that. Yeah. Oh, I have the soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, you do. I've seen the documentary. It's great. I mean, if you're a Pearl Jam fan, it is. Yeah, it's Excellent. amazing. I mean, it's not only about the band itself, but it's the emergence of this new genre of music, yep. you know, that started off in Seattle, mm -hmm. and it just grew, like, Well, I love that they really get into Mother Love Bone, which is basically the impetus to uh, Pearl Jam, because Stone Gossard and, I think it was, was Jeff, was Jeff Amen in mm -hmm. there, too? Okay, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, Mother Love Bone was supposed to be as big as Pearl Jam. They were going to take exactly. off. And then um, Andrew Wood died, and so that's... Right, yeah. which, you know, not many people know. I mean, everybody's heard of a Cork... Kurt Cobain. Sure, but they don't yeah, hear about Andrew Wood. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Temple of the Dog, which which was an amazing album with Chris Cornell and, and mm -hmm. Pearl Jam, basically Pearl Jam. Um, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. They're actually coming to San Francisco. I saw that. And they're going to try to record another album, I heard, too. Oh, Temple of the Dog. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, but that soundtrack is great. Um, and what's interesting, it's, you know, by the director Cameron Crowe, who did Singles, which is another great. That's, that had Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, and I think exactly. Pearl Jam might have been on there. Yeah, exactly. Well, Cameron Crowe, and I, I think I discussed this with someone. He really um, is brilliant when it comes to adding music to his movies. So whether it be uh, Say Anything or mm -hmm. um, oh, Almost right. Famous, um, you know, he really uses music to. Um, because he started as a rock journalist, that that was that's his, true. That was his thing. That's true. Um, and I think he kind of had a part. I think he had a little bit to do with Fast Times at Richmond High, which had another great soundtrack. Oh, another so he didn't dra direct it, but he might have written it actually or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so all the Cameron Crowe films yeah. I think have the best soundtracks. Mm -hmm. um, the who did Pretty in Pink? Um, oh, what was his name? John Hughes. Oh yeah, yeah. The John. John Hughes. We could just do a John Hughes podcast, which I think will will be in the future. Yes. I'm sure it's going to be for a specific generation. It, that's okay though. I mean, those are timeless films, and that's why they still exactly. hold up um, because it's all about the story. So even though the fashions might have changed, uh, these stories still exist. 
Exactly. So um, another notable one mm -hmm. I would say is Sound and Music. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, the story behind it is because my mom actually saw it in the movie theater when she was growing up. Okay. Um, and so every year, whenever The Sound of Music came on TV, we had to watch it. Of course. <laughs> Sounds like The Wizard of Oz in our family. So, yeah. so that's been great. Yeah. Um, let's see. Saturday Night Fever. That's a classic. That might be the, the first classic. blockbuster soundtrack, I think. Really? Well, like everyone... The movie was in. Movie was kind of groundbreaking because of the dancing and everything, but it was the soundtrack that made it. Like people ran ran out to go get the album. Exactly, after. exactly. Um, beaches, food, food. That's loose. true. Beaches is interesting because of when uh, beneath my wings. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Footloose. You did name one of those in my top five. So good oh, job. Wow. You know, yeah. I was really surprised that Spinal Tap isn't on your. I, yeah, you know, list. it's an it's an amazing um, soundtrack, but. Uh, that's, it, it's super funny. I love the songs, don't get me wrong. It just didn't uh, resonate with me. Like, you know, they're kind of, I wouldn't say forgettable songs, but it's not something I, I would go back to a lot. But I love, in the context of the movie, it's they're brilliant. Right, so. right. Um, so that's about a summary of my own Those are amazing. favorites. Um, that's great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gwen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're with the always giggling Danielle because I've had to start stop about five times because you can't stop laughing. But anyway, she's here. I'm she's here. happy to be here. Yes, I'm happy. She's very prepared. Yes. Okay. Um, what? Yeah, go ahead. What, what would you like to say? <laughs> nothing. No. You have nothing to say. This is going to be a bad interview. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna try to intro you. Just you. Why? You speak. What, what is your? No, you have an idea. Because I didn't understand the theme of this week, right? So I made a lot of work that I didn't have to. That's see? okay. It'll all pay off. I Tell me what your favorite soundtrack is. The favorite from each decade, or the favorite. Why don't you give me how you would like to do it? Okay. So okay. I'm gonna do from each decade. Okay, first. So from the 80s, and don't laugh because everybody, I doubt it that people didn't dance at this song. Mm -hmm. It is a soundtrack from Dirty Dance. Of course, people. Of course, Come on, yeah. everybody danced that the yeah. time of my life. Song, that's a, right. That's a song. So that's my favorite. That's one. your favorite of the 80s. From the 80s, yeah. You didn't like uh, She's Like the Wind from. Uh, I did. No, I like all the songs, mm -hmm. but that. Dancing, that, that is awesome. Okay. I didn't like the the new one that they did. Well, they should never remake. No, no, it was movies. terrible. Okay. Yes. So from the 90, mm -hmm. 90s, <laughs> yes. I like it. I really like it, the soundtracks of Philadelphia. Really? The Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. Yes, that is Streets of Philadelphia yep. song. It's a sad movie. It is a very sad movie. I cried a lot. Mm -hmm. But that music... I love it. I really did love yeah. that song and uh, the voice and the momento that he's walking yep. and the sound goes on. It was like, like it was amazing, mm -hmm. beautiful. That, song. That's a great one. Okay. And the two thousands. Two thousands to so two thousand to two thousand nine, right? Sure. If I didn't research on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So from the two thousands. And I really like it. It is, well, I'm going to say 2000, but actually the movie is from 1963, but it, it is a remake. Okay. It's Pink Panther. 
the sound, right? I mean, really? come on, I love it. So you like the dinner? Of da -da. course, I do love that. Which is a favorite. Henry Mancini wrote the yes. I love Pink Panther with Peter Sellers. Sure, most, of course, but this song is still like. Well, this of course you like the Pink Panther because how do you say hamburger? Hamburger. Hamburger. <laughs> hamburger. I never ordered burgers, <laughs> by the way. What was the other thing that he says in the in the? the no, it's say? just hamburger. That's the only. That's the only thing he can't say. And that he oh he cannot say a lot, but that yeah. is the class. Hamburger. Yes, it's the best. Okay, so you just say burger. Yes, that's what I do. <laughs> so from two thousand to no two thousand ten. Two thousand ten to. Now, yes, there are two that I like because I love Florence and the Machines. Yes, that's the mm -hmm. name of the, the band. Yeah. And they have, and I love the soundtrack of this movie. It is, uh, let me see, I is Snow White the Huntsman, Snow White and the Huntsman. Yes, and they have the Breath of Life. Uh, that you it, like that song. yeah, I love that song. That's interesting because we were talking uh, earlier to other people, and soundtracks really aren't the same like they used to. Um, there might be one song that you'll download, but you don't really buy the album as a whole, so that's interesting that you picked that. Okay, so what is your all-time favorite? No, wait, there's one more oh, from sorry. the 2010 to oh. now. Oh. It is new because it's also from Florence the Machine. <laughs> it's from the movie Miss Pellegrine and the House of um, Peculiar yeah. Children. Yes. So, and you wish that you're here is from the same. And, and, I love that. and you like that. So my all the time mm -hmm. uh, soundtrack, <laughs> it is the Lord of the Rings. Okay, well, why? I is it like are there actual the songs or it's all sound, the score? It's folk music. Okay, so it's orchestrated. Yeah, yeah. folk music, mm -hmm. and I can hear that. I can listen to that for hours and not get tired because it's a beautiful song. Now, do you own the soundtrack? I do. Okay. So yeah. are any parts better than the other? Meaning, like, is one better than three? No, or I think I think when, I don't know the name of the songs, but when he's walking down the, the mountain, going to, like, to the mountain, like, there's this moment and the songs, or every time again, Dove shows up. <laughs> There's a song for him, and The Hobbits, too, like, it's the same style, so mm -hmm. I don't have The Hobbits soundtrack, but I have the three Lord of the Rings. Of soundtrack. course you like The Hobbits. I like The Hobbits. Yes. You also like Hobies, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Inside joke. All right. Well, is that it? Is that that's only, it, too? That's, that's a tremendous list. Good job. You had nothing from the 70s? You just went from the 80s on? I, no, because I was like, I you live like at the Night 80s. I, but I live at the 80s, so. You were born, what? You 79. Were, so you, that counts? Really? Yeah, As a, a newborn? Yeah, yes. Can, that can count. <laughs> were there any soundtracks in uh, Brazil that you liked, like from Brazilian movies? Uh, from Brazilian movies, yes, yes. I, yes, there okay. is so that your, I own one. Okay, actually. what was the, your favorite? Well, to the compadecida, you will Which know. We know, but what is that? Uh, it's about a, a saint that is like Brazil is a Brazil is a Catholic country, yeah. and then we have the saints, and you have all the holidays, and there's this saint that is the the one that governs the the country, yeah. and there's a movie about that. It's very regional. Mm -hmm. People that's not from Brazil won't get it. Sure. And the whole soundtrack super nice. What's it like? Well, like is it orchestral it's very music? It's, no, no, no. It's real songs and okay. like uh, it's very good from amazing singers. Mm -hmm. 
So yes, I own that too. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danielle. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, Celine's back, and this time she's going to give us her favorite movie soundtracks. So. All right. Well, um, I really when I when I like a soundtrack, I really like it. I used to go out and buy the CDs when people actually did that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like soundtracks that are a little odd sometimes, like a little bit um, different, mm-hmm. um, or where where it has like a lot of songs that I just generally am into. So. Mm-hmm. Um, like a really cool mixtape. Like really cool yeah. mixtape, yeah. yeah. So like the ones that I came up, the, the seminal ones for me mm-hmm. that I actually had the soundtrack on CD and I can and I remember it okay. <laughs> is Stealing Beauty. Oh yeah. It was a really good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Lots of good music and I kind of got turned on to a couple of artists through that soundtrack. Like who? Um, well... Portishead, I kind of knew a little bit already, but I kind of got more turned on to them because of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who else? Was Zero Seven on that? I can't remember. I don't have it anymore. Okay. You know, uh, I, I, I have, you know, I like, I have had so many CDs in my life, and I have none right now. <laughs> but um, Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I can't remember. There's a few others, but I can't remember right now. Okay. Um, but that's one that stuck out. That's yeah. that's definitely a soundtrack that like like that I I probably listened to it a thousand times. Wow. It was like ingrained mm-hmm. in my in my head. And the, and the funny thing was the movie itself wasn't that good. Well, that's you a, know that happens a lot where <laughs> yeah. the uh, the soundtrack is more way more iconic it, than the actual movie. Exactly. So, yeah. so that there's one where the movie there's, where the eh, movie was yeah was actually yeah it wasn't so great but the soundtrack was rocking. Okay. And then the next one I wrote down, because I also went out and, you know, bought this, Mm -hmm. uh, when the movie came out, or actually, you know what, I think I may have seen it on DVD, I don't think I saw it when it came out, but then right after that I went out and bought the soundtrack Mm -hmm. was Requiem for a Dream. Oh, jeez. The movie's crazy. The movie was crazy. (laughs) Do you remember the soundtrack, though? It was, Mm -hmm. it's Kronos Quartet. Okay, yeah. really, like... It's just so atmospheric, you yeah. Know? Like that—that's not the normal kind of music. Like Kronos Quartet, I don't own anything else by them. Right. It's not the kind of music that I would necessarily go out and buy. But, but it was I, the soundtrack to me was just so like so gripping. Yeah. That I actually went out and I and I used to own that yeah. CD. I think yeah. that that movie is going to be a common one for one and done, where you've seen yeah. that movie once, but you're never going to watch it again. Oh, no, I wouldn't watch the yeah. movie again. But the soundtrack's the soundtrack. amazing. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I have a station on Pandora uh-huh. where um, it, some of those songs from that soundtrack will come up. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, That's I awesome. actually have a movie soundtrack's uh, like a playlist or play uh, like a station on Pandora. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. that's fun. That would cause you could be all over the place. Yeah, that, so. totally awesome. And then, <laughs> last but not least, I did not own. I do not own the the movie soundtrack. Although I I really enjoyed the movie and the soundtrack, and I and I actually had the original London cast recording mm-hmm. was Mamma Mia. Oh, cool. And I, I don't know, maybe some other people will say this, this yeah, one, too. Yeah. yeah. So what about that one, really? I'm just a big, cheesy... I love Abba songs, oh, you okay. know? Yeah. There, there's something about them that just, you know, it just kind of makes me happy. Yeah. yeah. I have a Mamma Mia station on Pandora. Wow, see? That's, that's awesome. 
Yeah. And so, and, and you liked the movie too, like the movie. I liked the movie. That was one where you actually liked the movie. Yeah, I liked the movie. It was a good adaptation. And then one more, actually, I was just thinking yeah. of uh, a really good soundtrack, which was also a play, and then they made it into a movie. It was Les Misérables. Yeah. And I and I actually, you know, it was so funny because like Anne Hathaway got so slammed for yeah. singing, and I didn't think that she did a really bad job. I thought she was actually okay. Fact, I, thought, yeah. I thought, you know, I mean, I I like the the Broadway cast recording better. Yeah. But I I didn't I thought that the actors did who actually sang. I think Hugh Jackman they did a good job. Sang Amanda Seyfried, mm-hmm. and I think they actually did a a, a decent job. So. That's a good one. So what soundtracks from your childhood do you remember that, that were your favorites? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the ones... I remember having the vinyl recording mm-hmm. of The Sound of Music. Oh, of course. When, yeah. I, was a little, when I was a kid. I listened mm-hmm. to that one over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, my Fair Lady. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huge. Because my mom took me to see that when I was just... I must have been six or seven or something, and it came to... The UC Theater, which used to be this great revival movie house on on University Avenue in Berkeley, uh-huh. which is now they closed, like, must have closed, like, around 2000 mm-hmm. or something. But, you know, I hope that someone does something with that space. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. if they haven't already, I don't know. I haven't really looked. But um, <laughs> but she took me to see that that movie when I was, like, like six or seven, and mm. it, it had a big impression on yeah. me, and that's. And then later on, I had the original um, Broadway uh, cast recording with, obviously not Audrey Hepburn. Mm. It was um, Julie Andrews. Mm. Although Audrey Hepburn, I don't think did her did the, the singing, actual singing. Yeah. In 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 the movie with, mm-hmm. but Rex Harrison was was both in the original play and in the movie. So you're very much in the musicals. You will definitely be on the musical podcast that we have. Uh, you, well, you're going to have to do it remotely. I, well, yeah. Or I'll come to you, obviously, because this is going to be all you. So. I am and I'm the biggest musical geek. This I is really good. I am. I am such a I'll be honest. You may have to host the show, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. Well, thank you, Celine. All right. Thanks, Brian. So we have Josephine here, and she has come, as she always does, fully prepared. <laughs> but this time she's really prepared. She has a full-on list and everything. I have a list, and I'm actually not a music person at all. So really? the bulk of my library is soundtracks, because I love movies so much. Then you're the perfect person for this. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you should know your stuff. Uh, I mean, when I heard soundtracks, I think of... Um, something high fidelity. Sure, we're they're just calling from like different like artists and songs and stuff. That's not... exactly what we're doing. We're, we're not, you could if someone mentioned a score or someone mentioned like a musical, that's fine. See, I think but, yeah. when I think movie soundtracks, I think like Michael Giacchino and Hans sure. Zimmer sure. and Henry Mancini. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I'm kind of coming from. Okay. So my my top. Well, I just made like a, a small list. So sure. Cinema Paradiso. Okay. You've seen it? I have not. I've heard of it. Uh, but yes. What about the score? Have you, heard, I, have you heard of the score? Probably, and I don't even realize it. So that's, <laughs> okay. But explain. That's but, uh, This is good. Um, Ennio, I think his name is Ennio Morricone, and mm-hmm. I think he just won the Oscar last year mm-hmm. for what soundtrack, I forget. Okay. But, <laughs> but he's like a legend. That's a beautiful, beautiful soundtrack, and mm-hmm. it's... The whole movie is about loving movies, so oh, you should I watch need, that. I should see you that. You need though. to watch that. And yes. I saw, I recently rewatched um, a 
um, uh, romantic comedy, which I've seen it on so many worst lists, but damn it, like I love it. Uh-huh. And part of this romantic, part of the romantic comedy too, is loving it's the holiday. Do you remember that? Oh with, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With yes. Cameron Diaz. I do. And who's the who's the male lead? Um, is it Jude Law? Yeah, Jude yes. Law, Jack Black, the yeah. and Cameron Diaz. He's on the theater. Yes, yeah. Jack like Black it? played the fun, played the buddy. I, I I enjoy romantic comedies. I you know they are what they are. So yeah, and then Cameron Diaz's character, she creates movie trailers. Yes. and Jack Black's character, he like writes the scores and yeah. stuff. So they mentioned that once in our radio. So that's okay. a good one. So the second one is Drive. Oh, with um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. That's an intense movie. It is. Yeah. Did you like the music? I, I, you know, honestly, I don't remember the music. So, yeah. the, the, that music is about as hip as I get. I okay. don't even know who, <laughs> what's, what, what's, what's hip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So what what songs did it for you on that one? Or was there any specific? I, was, I can't even remember like the titles. But if you, if I heard it, I would. You would know, know it. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see what else do I have? Yeah. The English Patient. <laughs> really? Okay. So you know, I've never seen The English Patient. Of course, I've heard of it, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the, watch the it. book. It's, yeah. It's just. One of those kind of sweeping epic type yeah. movies with like this lush score, mm-hmm. the cinematography, and everything. Um, and then the next one is is kind of cheesy. <laughs> it's uh, A Mighty Winds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher Guest. Yeah, he's great. I love that movie. Um, it's oh, what is it about that movie? I mean, I saw the the movie after it had come out for a while, so I think I probably saw it on like I rented it, mm-hmm. and then I really just. I guess I like corny music. I really <laughs> love the music. It's just so, it sounds really sunny and happy. But mm-hmm. when you watch the movie, there's just so much going on underneath. It's like these people aren't necessarily that healthy or that happy. Sure. But, they've, but the know, music makes it a different movie. Yeah. yeah. And then I heard that, I read an interview with Parker Posey where she talked about how when that movie came out, like everyone in that Christopher Guest, you know, cast, mm-hmm. they toured the country performing the songs and she's like there are people from just everywhere who are really into the music yeah it's like man i wish i had seen that. i wish i had seen that, that. I'm, you didn't pick this as spinal tap if you want to go for <laughs> i totally forgot about that too gwen kind of reminded me of it but that's a christopher guest i mean mm-hmm. does it mean that whole i mean they're just really funny if you're into hard rock and i am that it's i'm not into hard par- rock okay but, but just I, the parody of it is it's great yeah i mean now i know what people say when they say turn it up to 11 yeah exactly <laughs> oh good yeah but they're just really funny they're just crazy corny songs that uh, have you seen this is final time yeah okay yeah, yeah i yeah. mean i when i saw i haven't i, I recently saw it like okay. about a year a year or so ago mm-hmm. and i was so surprised how many famous people are in yeah. it like paul schaefer yep and then my maybe this is for another podcast yeah, yeah. but my favorite character actor one of my favorites is bruno kirby oh he's great yeah he's fantastic and everything he is he does he's fantastic well, this will go till next week but bruno kirby was in godfather 2 mm-hmm. as the plays, young clemenza exactly yeah he's de niro's friend yeah, yeah and he's in when harry met sally that, yeah the best romantic comedy ever city slickers he was in um city slickers yeah he was the best friend again that's right he's always the buddy yeah he was in um that Albert Brooks movie, Modern Romance. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then my favorite, I I think what kind of solidifies him as one of my favorites is um, Good Morning Vietnam. Yes. When he's like, I think his line is, in my heart, I know I'm funny. Yeah. And just the face, the, the delivery is, is so It was really spot. sad. He died very young, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, yeah, that was pretty tragic, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, but he's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's yeah. great. We should do character actors. I think that would be a real fun episode to yeah. do, too. Yeah. So as a kid, you never bought any soundtracks or anything like that, or something that stuck out. I probably did, but it's obviously embarrassing. Let me think. That's the best. We want guilty pleasure, guilty cheese pleasure. factor. I mean, I remember 
my first album had nothing to do with movies. I remember loving the Three Amigos. Oh yeah, and I yeah. had the soundtrack to that. No, they, what was on it. that? Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. You still have it. Um, what was on that? It was um, that that silly song that they sang, uh, "My Little Buttercup." Yeah. <laughs> and then one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and it's it's in the soundtrack too, mm-hmm. is when um, they're trying to break into the movie studio to steal their costumes. Right. And then Steve Martin scales the wall. He's supposed to give a signal to Chevy Chase mm-hmm. and Martin Short that he's, you know, it's it's ready. He can go in. Mm-hmm. He's he's right above them on the wall, and he's like, ooh, look up here. <laughs> that's that's in the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like that when they add like the actual dialogue and then put in the music. Yeah. Into it too. That's always fun. Yeah. That's a great one. I, yeah. I saw that in the theater too. I remember yeah, that. Me too. So. And then let's see. I have Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Someone, uh, Enrique mentioned that. She oh, just loves good. that. Yeah. It's, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not into, is it? Bluegrass. bluegrass? Yeah. I'm not into bluegrass, but mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And then my last one is, um, were you into movies in like the, is mm-hmm. Il Postino? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, but that's. Uh, um, so I bought the soundtrack to that. It's really beautiful music, but then part of the soundtrack, um, they have a bunch of um, celebrities mm-hmm. reading Pablo Neruda's um, poems. Okay. And it's a little bit, I don't know, a little bit. <laughs> so that's the soundtrack? That's uh, half of it is like Madonna, like spoken Samuel word. Jackson, yeah, mm-hmm. and like Julia Roberts and William Defoe mm-hmm. reading some poetry okay and then part of it is like the score to the, to the um to the movie and i remember bringing it to like college and i and i listened to it and we would crack up because uh, i mean you hear some people just trying to sound like kind of pretentious sure. just me being a snob okay no hey <laughs> then, go to town and then you've got like madonna who's just trying to sound obviously like so sexy yeah and then you've got people like william defoe and samuel l jackson who are just like born like their delivery is is amazing it's yeah like they, they really like understand like you know the beats and the, the sure. flow and everything they're really great and then the i have four more but their music no go crazy no but one thing i want to say so i knew this is totally kind of off the subject mm-hmm. but james howard stern always wanted james earl jones to mm-hmm. read his book like do the book on tape so mm-hmm. like do private parts and miss america he wanted james earl jones because then it would sound official because mm-hmm. he had just the classic voice and mm-hmm. so, so he'd be saying these ridiculous things but it's james earl jones's <laughs> voice so it's good so, so wait, did yeah. he do it no he didn't but that's what he always wanted i don't think he he wanted to pay him as much money as he probably wanted um, but that would have been amazing didn't james earl jones wasn't he like the voice of like the transformers planet like wasn't he, he supposed to be or- orson welles and then he died that's true and in then, the 80s yeah yeah well of course james earl jones played the voice of darth vader so yeah that's, yeah. yeah he's just great he's perfect yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah what, what's, so, what else so fourth is and this is musical south pacific oh yeah yeah, like, yeah. Did you hear that yeah of course yeah i love that musical yeah. it's just it's so great it's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Uh, music Man. Yep. Um, Sound of Music, of course. Yep, yep. And then Once, the, the Irish movie. No, I haven't seen that. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, Not even once have I seen it. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, the guy from that, I think, he's, I think it's called The Frames. Mm-hmm. And so he and his partner... Um, they collaborate on this on this movie, and then, yeah, it's about it's 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 kind of a musical, but you know, it's about two people. What year did this come? Two thousand seven. Okay. So I actually saw that when it was when it came during the um, San Francisco International Film Festival. Mm. So I caught it then, and then it just kind of exploded. And okay. I think they they won like best Os- like Oscar for best song. Oh, okay. And then it was made into a musical. I just happened to see the musical last last year. So what's it about again? What's the- um, it's about two people falling. Oh, over music. Okay. <laughs> over music, yeah. That could be good. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, yeah. That's your, that's yes. awesome. Yeah. I, you didn't have any, most of what you picked, nobody else picked, so that's awesome. Okay. That's what I want. That's what so, you want, you want the, the variety. I want variety, I want, you know, because there's something for everyone. Yeah, and I also, the other thing I didn't put on my list huh? is that I love her, um, a lot of uh, Pixar movies, they have really great scores, yeah. and I really, <clears throat> I used to, um, back when I used to run at a, in a gym, I used mm -hmm. to listen to the Ratatouille soundtrack. Oh, no way. It was very motivating, mm -hmm. all that, you know, when he's being chased, it's very motivating. So you didn't want, like, um, um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Whistle While You Work, that just wouldn't do it for you? That wouldn't do it for okay. me. I have yeah. to imagine I'm, I'm a rat in Paris <laughs> being chased. I, I just thought of that. I think that is was one of the first like huge selling soundtracks it was snow white the original disney production you know what though and other thing that my mom actually bought me the soundtrack to that yeah and i remember hearing that that kind of is it that kind of not warbly but that mm -hmm. kind of classic um not all, it's operatic kind of yeah. snow white sound yeah, yeah i remember hearing that yeah but yeah i mean it is and the songs still hold up today they're still classics but yeah, a lot of those are true. early disney movies you know whether it be um pinocchio um mm -hmm. or um you Dumbo. Dumbo, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, who's that? Cinderella. Yeah. 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 Those, yeah. They're all classics. And then, so. like, Beauty and the Beast. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, as, as you got into the 90s, you definitely had Little Mermaid and um, Lion King. Those all became kind mm -hmm. of more traditional soundtracks. But yeah. awesome. Thank you so much, Josephine. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so we're here with Diane, who has a wonderful list of movie soundtracks that she's going to uh, give us. So I'm, I'm curious to hear, what are your favorite movie soundtracks? Oh, well, I... I really like uh, Quentin Tarantino's soundtracks. Okay. Um, one song uh, stands out to me mm -hmm. uh, the most. It's um, it's it was in Kill Bill. Okay. Um, I can't remember if it was Volume One or Two, mm -hmm. but um, it's that scene where she's she's been buried alive and she's mm. punching through the soil trying yeah, yeah. to get out of the grave, and um, it, it the song is uh, by a pan flutist. Oh. Uh, from Romania. Okay. And his, uh, so it's not Zanfir. That's the only pan flute person. Yes, I, know. I think that's Is it Zanfir? Yes, yes. He's the master of the pan flute. Yeah. So yes. uh, his uh, the the song that he played was uh, the lonely uh, goat herd or something okay. like that. Yeah. So that that was a really good. Cool. Yeah, that was a great great song. Yeah, I mean, I remember Pulp Fiction being a big movie soundtrack oh, at the time. Right. Everyone uh, yeah. went out and bought that one because. Uh, uh, people forgot that "Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon" was actually written by Neil Diamond, and oh, right. but then uh, I think it was Afghan Wings that did a remake of that, and that was huge. That was that was big. But they had a lot of really cool um, music. He did. It was also Reservoir Dogs. Uh, he he yes. really uses music in yeah. a cool way. Okay, so Kill Bill. What were the other ones? Um, well, you know, I really like musicals. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I I really liked uh, show. No, no, not show girls. It was. Uh, uh, Dream Girls. Okay. Yeah. Show Girls, Girls would have been amazing. Different. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, Dream Girls. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's um was Beyonce in that or? Uh, yes. Beyonce. Eddie, yes. Eddie Murphy was. Eddie, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Was, that was yeah. a really good soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. So what songs off that did uh did you did you really like? The really funny thing is that uh when I first well one of my first assignments here okay at Yahoo. Uh, one of my friends here introduced me to this really funny YouTube video uh -huh. of uh, My Little Ponies. <laughs> it's like a live show, and they do musicals. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's real, it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. If you just look up um, 
Um, My Little Pony does musicals, uh-huh. and yeah, you, you'll find it. It's it's hilarious. They they do one of my favorites. I can't remember the name of the uh, the song. Okay. Off the top of my head. But, that, but it's in but Green yeah. Girls. Yes. Cool. So I will have to watch that, and then if the clip's awesome, right. that, that'll be a good one. Any others that that come off the top of your head? Um, a lot of the James Bond themes. Yeah. And the Indiana Jones theme yeah. song too. Yeah. Those are really good scores. I think yeah. uh, John Williams did the. Probably the Indiana Jones ones, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, John Williams is kind of the legend. <laughs> you yeah. know, Enrico was saying that everything kind of sounds the same, but I mean, why mess with this, you know success and everything? So cool. Well, thank you, Diane. All right, thank you. Thank you to everyone that decided to be interviewed. It's always a pleasure to hear what everyone has to say, and honestly, the show just wouldn't be as good if it's just me droning on. So again, thank you to everyone. Now there were a few. Uh, I have definitely another list of of outside of my top five that I would have uh, put on the list if I was doing a top 20, but that didn't happen. But first, uh, Sawatry said she was going to be interviewed, and then we all decided at the last minute, we knew how the interview would go, and it would be something as, okay, Sawatry, what is your favorite movie soundtrack? And we go something like, I told you it was Flashdance. I got to go work now. Okay, so that's what my impersonation of what the interview would have been like. So there you go. Um, as for other movies that could have been on my top list, uh, this one is interesting because I don't know if it was, I, it might have been released on record, um, but it's, it's no longer in print. And that's the Adventures in Babysitting soundtrack. Um, for years, it became a mission of my father and I trying to find the music soundtrack for this. And we eventually got it as kind of like a bootleg, um, but I don't think it was, it was an official release. But it has this amazing song by Percy Sledge called uh, Just Don't Stop, um, and which is so good. Um, that that should have been released as, as an official single or something like that, but it never was. Don't know why. Um, you also have the Cocktail soundtrack with Tom Cruise. This is another one where the movie is like, eh, but the soundtrack was actually really good. You have uh, the Beach Boys doing Kokomo. You have Bobby McFerrin do, doing uh, Don't Worry, uh, Be Happy. And then the Fabulous Thunderbirds doing powerful stuff. Really good soundtrack. Another one was the Airheads soundtrack with Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi and Brendan Fraser. So that had kind of like the heavy metal acts of the time. I think White Zombie was on there. Uh, Anthrax, bands like that. Um, of course, Flashdance. Flashdance was kind of the epitome of the movies. Actually, it's kind of the natural sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Not a lot of plot. Um, but the soundtrack was amazing. We used to have it on record. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure my mom wouldn't let me watch the movie because it's kind of risque. But we had the we had the record, so I knew about the record. And really, until years later, I was like, "Yeah, this movie's not that great." Uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Um, you know, if you want an American history lesson, basically from the you know 40s to the uh, 80s. This is a the great movie, and, and the classic rock elements kind of document the time, and it's a it's a double album, you know, a double CD of of classic rock music, which is stellar. Back to the Future, another good soundtrack. I remember listening to this on tape nonstop. Um, you have Michael J. Fox doing his take of Johnny Be Good, which was kind of fun. Um, you have Huey Lewis doing two songs, The Power of Love and Back in Time. Those were huge hits for him. I think even Eric Clapton's on that soundtrack. Uh, one that barely didn't make my list, it was actually replaced by Karate Kid, was American Graffiti. Uh, American Graffiti kind of was, you know, if, if you want to, even though it was filmed in the 70s, 
the soundtrack was you know of the 50s classic rock and roll um you know, your your bill bill haley and and the comets you know rock around the clock type of thing you know mixed in with with uh, chuck berry but the other great part is you have wolfman jack on there introing some of some of those uh songs he was one of the classic rock dj of the of, the, of that era ghostbusters another great one great story about ghostbusters is they originally wanted Huey Lewis to do the title track. He said no, so they had Ray Parker Jr. do the theme song to Ghostbusters, only to discover later that it sounds a lot like I Want a New Drug from Huey Lewis. They sued, and uh, Huey Lewis won. Dirty Dancing was mentioned a lot. That's another one kind of like Flashdance, where I didn't see the movie at first. I heard the soundtrack. Um and, uh, you know, I don't think my parents really wanted to explain some of the risque stuff that was going on, especially the abortion scene. <laughs> and then uh, Gwendolyn me- mentioned one uh, movie that, I, you know, honestly, I kind of forgot about it. But, the, yeah, the soundtrack is hilarious. And that's uh, This is Spinal Tap. Um, you know, you have songs like Big Bottom and, and all those, you know, really fun. I mean, if you're into hard rock or heavy metal of the of the 80s, this is a perfect movie. And the soundtrack is no different. All right. So it's that time of the show. It's time for the plugs. You need to check us out on iTunes, and you can download our show. Please leave us a review. Please rate the show, because then more people can hear this amazing stuff that we do. You can go on Podbean at damngoodmovies.podbean.com. Go on the Facebook page and like our page so you get all the updates when they are released. And, of course, we're on YouTube. All right. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you next week. I don't like soundtracks.